Welcome, welcome to the Cool Optional Podcast. <laughs> chivalry is dead. Jenna, chivalry is dead. <laughs> chivalry died and Dodger killed it. Is what happened here today. <laughs> Jesse Context? gave me a lovely compliment. And, uh, in response, I went... <laughs> I paid her a lovely compliment, and she took that compliment and spat it upon my face. And I'll have you know, it was not appreciated. A compliment is a gift, one you should accept with I open arms. I accept yeah. it. I smiled. Graciously. <laughs> <laughs> and what a lovely smile it was. Thank, oh. thank you. Another compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. Sometimes we talk about video games. <laughs> Today is October the 8th, 2019. This is episode 257. <sighs> and uh, our guest for today, Ty Tuesday. Welcome. Hi, hello. hello. Howdy, howdy. A round of applause for you. A seal of approval. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Howdy. what do you do? How do people Hi, find you? I'm a Twitch you? streamer. What's your thing? Yeah, I'm a full-time Twitch streamer. I play whatever. Uh, a lot of fighting games lately, but just all sorts of stuff. There's a plug portion later on. I'll do it. I'm <laughs> 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 Tuesday. All you need to know right he now is I play video goes, games and I have this. opinions. That's all you need. <laughs> oh, shit. Wonder. You're the perfect podcast for that. <laughs> <laughs> opinions, you say? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us more now. <laughs> 90% opinion and like 10% games, so this should be great. <laughs> Talk about games. Me Sometimes. Sometimes. With lots of opinions thrown in the middle. What, 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 what do you guys think of the Joker movie? <laughs> Yo, I had, I had a fascinating conversation with someone because I think Alana Pierce posted like, what do you think it was about? And like, I had a great conversation with the dude because uh, everyone was like, oh, it's, it's mental illness. I was like, yeah, true. But I also feel like the whole idea of... Uh, him being like lied to by everyone and then also living lies plays a huge fact. Like there's a lot to the movie to unravel and, and just saying like, it's one thing, I think is a, like a little, like you're just like, I don't know what the right word is, but it's, you know, it's more, it's a complicated film. That's why it's a character study. I was saying on Twitter that I um, don't really know if I want to see it because I like the Joker is kind of like this chaotic being. And um, a couple of different people said they actually, they really enjoyed it, but it didn't feel like it was a Joker movie. Like it didn't feel like it was about the Joker. It felt like it was about a different person. I will, I will say um, if you're going into this film expecting a Joker film, that's like the last 25 minutes. <laughs> Most of it, it's true. Like, you know, the, the, it's mostly a character study of how does a person become someone like the Joker, which is fascinating. And if you're were they that inherently stuff, evil all along? Yeah, there's like that's the thing. It's like there's lots of levels to it. And I think the one thing that I think is fascinating is the idea that um, if you watched this film and then watched The Dark Knight, different actors, but you could do like a oh I see the A to B to C here. I see how this could end up like this. I think that's mm -hmm. fascinating. I think that was pretty cool, but you know, 
it, it's it's I don't want to talk about the film because of like spoilery reasons. Totally. And there's a lot of things that happen in it that literally I was like, whoa. Um, but it's also dark and it's not it's definitely not a happy film. There are right. some comedic beats and there's some moments where you're like, that's the most jokery thing I've ever seen. There's one scene involving a door. It's like peak Joker. Uh, people have seen the movie. It's like what you, oh, that's a Joker scene. Um, <clears throat> but like, there's very, it isn't until the very, very end that you're like, ah, oh, there's that clown prince of crime. But, that's, <laughs> but the whole thing is this buildup of like, yeah, chat, like it's, it's, the, it's one of those, do you want to know my scars? It's exactly right. what it is. It's that kind uh, of like, is, do you believe this is how the Joker started? Like that kind of thing. Mm. And so I, I, I'm totally cool with that. And I think that it's very dark and very mysterious. The one thing, of course, that bugged me. <laughs> so if you've seen the trailers, you know there's a little boy that, that shows up in the trailer. No spoilers, but I think you can put A and B and C together there. Right. For my canonical sake, I was like, so when they finally sh throw down, <laughs> is he like 85 years old? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's that's all. It was just like that's the Joker's <laughs> trick. That's the only thing that bugged me is I was like, so how old is it when they find like the wicked no deeds keep him young? <laughs> so it's like a, you know that's the only problem that I had because it was just weird. But uh, right. yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it it's just it's a fascinating film. It definitely is dark and scary and like not cool. And the mm. stuff that's in it is like, oh shit, really unsettling, disturbing. Yeah. But yeah. you can also, like, at the same point, I 100% can understand people that are like, it's just a movie, get out. Like, it's not, it, it's it's a dark film. No one's saying this guy's the hero. Right. And on the other hand, I definitely can see how someone who's like, I get it. I understand what I have to do. <laughs> no. I, 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 like, I understand both those. And both are scary. Like, both are not okay. Like, right. you shouldn't ever be like, this guy's a hero. No, the Joker's a bad guy. That's the whole point is he's a bad guy. And no one should ever want to be that person. But I understand how people can be worried that there are people out there who are like, of course. Like, mm. I, I mean, I get both sides. I think it's, but it's, again, it's, it's a film. And people can see whatever they want to see in any movie because that's how shit works. You, your reality right. is your own. So to put it on the movie, I think is kind of shitty, but. I think, um. Not to bring this back to games, heaven, heaven right. forfend. Oh, goodness, but, um, no. I think uh, one of my favorite recent takes on the Joker was actually in Telltale Batman. Telltale Batman, they went out of their way to make things, like, different. And sometimes sure. it was like, uh, did, did we need to do that? But the Joker was really interesting because his dynamic with Harley Quinn was completely flipped in Telltale Batman, where he was obsessed with her. Instead of her chasing him. And she was the aggressive, him. powerful character. Mm. He was the one who was just like, I just like want to have fun and do crimes with my best friend, Bruce. You're right. <laughs> and, like, and you as Bruce are like, yeah, friend, very excited about this relationship we've got going on here. And then you meet Harley, and Harley is the one who's like, I'll break your fucking nuts if you don't do what I say. And he's like, isn't she great? I love her. <laughs> and it was, it was such an interesting take on that. I, I'm totally down for them to, like, explore stuff with these characters, for sure. 
I just, I don't know how I feel about an origin story. Like it's well, that- We haven't had enough of those. <laughs> Can I tell well, you? No, just for Joker. Oh, it's, yeah, sure. It's another yeah, one of those Joker, where I'm just like, nebulous, for right? Joker, it's yeah. so weird to have an origin story, but some people are saying think, that doesn't matter in this movie. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where Sorry, see you don't it? have to. You don't have to explain if it's going to be a spoiler. No, no, no. I won't. I will like, say, see it, and and you will understand why people are telling you like, don't worry, right? But right. at the same time, because it jumps into that, it's exactly I. It's exactly how I felt about the Han Solo movie. Han Solo to me is a character that does not need his backstory spelled out. The right. dude is literally a rogue, kind of a piece of shit, who at the end has a heart of gold and saves the day. That's right. it. Like that, you don't need to know his backstory. You don't need to know if what he's saying is true. Most of it could be lies. That's part of his charm. Keep it that way. And the fact that they were like, yo, let's spell it out for everyone. That sucks. Like that's not fun. <laughs> and so I understand how people will be like, I don't want to know what the Joker's backstory is. The fun is that no one knows. And for every time a comic book tries to spell it out or a movie tries to spell it out, it kind of ruins it a little, like the mystique. Well, so I get it. I totally understand. And especially because like a lot of times you have to think about it too, when they present the Joker, they're presenting him almost as like a force of nature opposite of mm -hmm. Batman. Like he just, right. it, it's less of Joker is a person or a thing. And like they talk about it in the movies endlessly and sometimes are a little too on the nose with it. But yeah, like he is a counterplay force to Batman as opposed to once you give him a backstory, then he's a guy and that kind of ruins mm -hmm. it. Like you've taken this force and just made him some guy and like they could do it right. well they absolutely could but so I think that's, I, I'm, that's I human nature human, to always want to know right because mm -hmm. you're like by saying oh he's a force of nature and he's this like he's the counterpoint to batman mm -hmm. batman was a little boy once and what happened to him as a little boy screwed him up enough to like make him into batman so mm -hmm. i think a lot of people are like well what could possibly have screwed up joker enough to make and so people like deep down are obsessed with that but i think that's one of the times you don't give in to that. Like maybe you right. don't ever let people be obsessed with it and let them wonder and let them think up their own fantasies of what it could have been, but mm -hmm. you know, never give up the game on that kind of thing because that's what makes him so mysterious and awesome. Maybe write something time, in an item description. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just hint at it. <laughs> and I think I think that's what Dark Knight did really well is they were like, Oh yeah, we'll tell you about his backstory four times. <laughs> and it's like every mm -hmm. time is different and every time it's a little I think the the thing about Joker is that it's clearly not canonical. It clearly just exists on its own in its own world, sure. and it lets people have a little fun, but not actually like. Well, this is actually what it is, and so now everyone from now on, this is the story. You know, it's just it exists for fun. You know, and then Superboy Prime punches the walls of space time, and it all gets rewritten anyway. Yeah. So yeah. why is everyone so? <laughs> Why um, so serious, I say, in response to Joker movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that we were goofing about all of us having too many opinions, and then Jenna jokingly said, so how does everybody feel about the Joker movie? And now here we are, 20 fucking minutes into the show. <laughs> I just wanted to kind of, I figured we'd get into it eventually and wanted to know what you guys thought of it. That's all. For me, it was like Hannibal Rising, sort of. It's, it's unsettling. I thought honestly, Joaquin did really, a good job. Yeah, I really like to know how, how people feel about that movie because there was so much like mm -mm -mm around it. So It's provocative and interesting. That's, that's the perfect word for it. Provocative is provocative. absolutely the right word. There's stuff in that film that is like, oh my God. But <laughs> it's designed, I think, 
around people leaving and talking about it. I think mm -hmm. that's the whole point. Because when we left the movie, it was maybe 10.30 at night. There were like groups of people standing in a circle outside the theater just talking about the movie. And so I was like, I get it. Like, I understand completely. Yeah. Yep. So, moving on. Video games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, recently, I've been playing um, a little bit of Code Vein. Uh, and by playing, I mean I spent a while in the character creation suite. The I good see. part. <laughs> <laughs> you were in the good part having fun. Hell yeah. <laughs> Did you uh, find your so, waifu as well? No, I haven't, I haven't got far enough in it. Well, you, you don't have like a companion, like a like a either a girl in bandages or like a Russian woman with a shotgun or some nonsense with you, okay. or like a. They do default give you a lady in they, a white dress yeah. that's very torn up, and Her. she's got yeah, yeah, yeah. the big bazongas. So that yes, is true. partially she is there. Video games. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, crap. Jesse got it in one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, the character creator though, it's phenomenally fun. Like they let you do whatever in it. It's pretty magical. I know for like for my character, I just got, there was supposed to be this little like coffin backpack thing that you put on. And I was like, oh, put them on both shoulders, make them huge, make them cheetah print. Absolutely. I had a belt that I managed to make full size. Like it was supposed to be like a normal waist belt all the way around. And it was as bright as the sun. Like yeah. it was coming up in cutscenes, and you couldn't see half the screen because it was washed out by these bright yellow belts that were literally glowing. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Octo um Octo took ponytails and put them on his chin beard, <laughs> like a really long beard. Um and Sam when he was making his character Adam Coble showed up in chat and was like more straps, more belts, <laughs> more straps, more belts. And he just wound up with this fucking hot topic looking character with just straps and belts everywhere. Uh, for people who are curious, Code Vein is like anime Dark Souls. Yeah, anime yeah. Dark Souls, but everyone's been like, it's a little easier than Dark Souls, which to me sounds like prime stream video gaming. It's Sam it's a little thinks, gentler. Yeah. Sam thinks a couple of the fights are more difficult than Dark Souls fights, but mm -hmm. he really enjoyed the game overall. I'm surprised that so many people have been like, I heard that game's garbage, because Sam actually really enjoyed it for the most part. I only found out about it from watching Sam play a bit of it, and I was like, <laughs> this is hilarious. Okay, let's try yeah. this. I didn't get very far into it at all, um, but anime Dark Souls and boob physics and yeah, that waifu with the white bandage dress, that's, um, mm -hmm. it could be very much your cup of tea. It's like if you haven't uh, gotten into playing Catherine Full Body and you want a little bit of an alternative, hey, hashtag play it for the story. <laughs> it's also very anime. Not just Very in looks. Anime. Not just in looks. Very you have oh, to tolerate. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you gotta be a tolerant person if you're like, oh, the story is anime with shit too. Cool. I don't, I don't know if I can. I would be fine with like crazy anime boob simulator, but that's you know that's as far as I'm gonna go. For me, yeah. it was just I have detached the part of my brain that recognizes what Code Vein actually is and have replaced it with the part that says, oh, I'm just playing Fantasy Star Online 2, kind of. And it's fine then because then it's just my wacky anime character going on hijinks and I don't actually care right. what's happening around me. I'm just having a fun time playing oh, Doofus in Dum Dum Land. I had to show her. I had to show her. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm looking at her. <laughs> <laughs> it seems everyone everywhere is thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> just... I'm sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> there is a spring that will cure that thirst. 
Annie? Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you. I'm sorry. It's it's really egregious. <laughs> it's overboard, but it's very anime. Very anime. So, uh, you know, if you're a big Co-Carnage fan and you've been watching all of his anime visual novels and been like, man, if I could just take this aesthetic but put it into into one of my Dark Souls. Barf. Code Vein. <laughs> also vampires. She's about to bite that boy. <laughs> yeah, she ah. is. Amazing. Anyways. Yeah, the Code Vein, that's a, that's a game you could maybe check out at some point if you like anime. <clears throat> Moving swiftly onward. <laughs> and that's uh, all I had to say about that game. I've played a I've played a few things that I'm that I really enjoyed. Uh, Go on. Later Alligator. Yes. Is a fantastic game. So good. And everyone should play it. Um, it's so cute. Really like like bite sized. I was able to finish it in a night. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's fantastic. It's basically you you play like a like a faceless character in Alligator, New York City. And you go into this bar, this like hotel bar, and there's a kid there with a little baseball cap on. And he says, I'm convinced that my family is trying to rub me out, right? He's like, I'm, they're trying to get rid of me. I hear him talking about a big event they're planning. Yeah, they're planning a big oh. event. They're going to try to rub me out <laughs> and kill me. And I, I need to know more information because I need to is be like birthday? mentally prepared. It's absolutely his birthday. You find that out in like 10 minutes. Yeah, he immediately says, and on my birthday of all days. And I was like, okay. Yeah, Um, it's it's super cute. The art is incredible. It's adorable. And literally the game is you go and talk to all of the other, like all of these other alligators in Alligator New York City. And some of them know him and some of them don't. But if they are an important character, they'll throw you into a mini game. They'll be like, well, I could maybe give you some details if you help me out with my grill, right? And um, and so you, any sort of mini game you can think of is probably in this game. Mm-hmm. And it's all so fun and cute. Uh, and once you've played it once, the game is like, you should probably play that again though. Mm-hmm. And then you play That's it again true. and it's like, maybe one more time. <laughs> It's really, it's really, really fun. I enjoyed it a lot. And I think they said that they're going to be putting in, for the replayability, they're going to be putting in um, skip buttons eventually. Yeah, I don't I know so. what the plan for that is, mm-hmm. though. But for me, I had to just, just grab <laughs> A, which was still fine. I still found it to be, like, 100% <laughs> worth it, so... The other thing that I think is really important to mention too is the music is perfect throughout so it. Like good. it the music yeah, is right? so good. Yeah, right. Like they set this aesthetic of kind of goofy Saturday morning cartoon show. Kind of what it reminded me of is like a playable regular show adventure. Like it's yeah. really goofy interactions with funny characters that are just all very charming. The art style kind of lends itself to it. The music sets the environment really well. And yeah. yeah, it's just, it's a really charming game. I was like smiling ear to ear throughout it. There was like one point where they made me do a sliding block puzzle and I was like, no. Oh my God, that. me too. Because they start you off with the easy one and you're like, all right, okay. 
I don't like these, but it's fine. And then it's like, <laughs> oopsie doopsies, there's more blocks suddenly. And I was like, no, no. And luckily a button <laughs> pops up after like three minutes. That's like, you're not very good at this. Oh, and I'm like, I was, you watch it. I am great at these. I just hate them. <laughs> That's a difference. I did the same thing. I was going to say there were two different puzzles where it literally... You might think he's joking. It literally pops up and says, you're not very good at this, are you? Would you like to click this button? <laughs> you're like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, yeah. I, I'm seeing an anxiety meter and what? Oh, that, yeah, that one is particularly, you're trying to help your friend Pat find his shoes for the big what? day out. And he has, a, he has a cursed chest of drawers yeah. and he's scared of opening the drawers. <laughs> And it's legitimately just you click on drawers and then funny things happen and people react. And again, even then you don't see your character, but those shoes on the ground are like your character and even they'll yeah, react. Those like are your shoes. The details are so good in the animation. It's it's really fun. Yeah, Later Alligator was one of them I was going to bring up, so I'm glad you did. It's yeah, great. It's so good. I highly, highly, highly recommend that game. It was absolutely worth it. There is a game that seems, I don't know if you've played this. Maybe mm. you have. Mm. It, it right along these lines it's silly and weird and just somehow one of my favorite games i played all year uh have you played the haunted island of frog detective game yes no. yes <laughs> it's that sounds uh, amazing dodger i know you'd love this so it is you play <laughs> as a frog detective and uh you go to a haunted island to solve a mystery but it is like the most charming, not at all scary, ridiculous game it's... I've ever played. I can't even express to you how silly it is. I guess it was made by one person, Grace Buxner? Rock so. Detective 2 is slated to come out sometime this year. I will mm -hmm. simply say, if you go online and just look up Frog Detective, I'm not like, you know, it's a very simple. It's very short. It, yeah, very short game, mm -hmm. but all the, it's like <laughs> 9 out of 10, 4.8 out of 5, 5 stars. Like all these people are just like, this game's amazing. Here's the thing, it kind of is, and I don't know why, because there's not a lot to it, but it's like so charming. Every part of it is just incredible. The way the experience hit me, it reminded me a lot of uh, like watching my nephews when I was younger and like watching a kid's show with little kids next to me. Like yes. it was kind of that kind of energy off the game where everything is sweet and innocent and you know it's good and you're just getting to experience these pure nice things with Aww. a vector of pure nice with you. It's, it's good. Here's, here's all you need to know. There's a mystery. There is like, it is potentially dark and scary, but at the same time, totally not. And there's a dance off. There's a dance off. And right. all these characters, when your frog dances, it's just, hold on. I need to find this. I need to find this gif and just frog detective dance. If it exists images, I'm just going to put in the link and let everyone <laughs> live their life. Cause it is incredible amazing oh that's his walk animation that's weird could i play this with clark <laughs> you definitely can uh i didn't yes. find the i didn't find the frog one but i 100 percent found mouse dance. The, the mouse dance and i'm mouse just gonna dance. put this yeah. in chat for everyone <laughs> yeah. so click there that mouse dance is the best thing in the world jenna if you want to pop that up that is <laughs> the way amazing. he dances so good <laughs> The best part is, notice in the background, there's like thunder and light. Like you're on a, you're supposed to be a spooky island with like a ghost and stuff, but there's nothing scary about it. It's just like everyone's having a good time. It's hilarious. The game is amazing. That's so cute. Yeah, the way this mouse dances is just like 
pop locking. Feels like a children's book written for adults who miss children's books is one of yep. the reviews. Oh, that's yep. perfect. That's how I felt. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, perfect analogy. That's great. Better than Red Dead Redemption 2. Great. <laughs> I might wow. agree with that one. Oh my goodness, this mouse, really. <laughs> I love it's going to look a little torn, but I'm going to throw it up here anyway. But uh, it's, it's a delightful game. The puzzles are not hard. Uh, there's a few places where you might get stuck because you're like, I don't understand this, but it's not... It may, this is like a two-hour game total. I Just think wander around, talk to people on the island, and you'll move forward eventually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It has very uh, point-and-clicky mechanics where it's like, oh, I need X to unlock Y. Okay, so you just find a thing and it makes it happen. And it's very simple, but the writing is hilarious, and the characters are all just lovely. So, I would say check it out. I don't know how much it is. I know it's on Ichio. Mm. But uh, I don't know the cost. I feel but like I it's a lower cost one. I, I, I want to say it was only like, I think it was like under 10. I'll, I'll check. I don't know. <laughs> Tyler, uh, have you been five playing? bucks. Oh, if we're talking about some good games I've been playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, have we talked about Dicey Dungeons enough yes. on this? Yes or no? Okay, cool. We have Dicey, talked Dungeons. About Dicey Dungeons. Dicey Dungeons, <laughs> yes. which is quality uh, good shit. The yeah. mobs are so good, too. I have been dipping into the mod, mod scene, and it's been a great time. Yeah, oh, there is no. a mod that this one group has been working on called, like, Cosmic Variations that legit adds, like, another, like, 24 episodes to the game. Um, oh remixes God. the way characters works. Like, one of the first warrior missions is warrior has to use the Joker deck system to get through stuff like that so it's it's cool um i guess then if we've already talked about dicey dungeons enough have you heard the good word about ultra fight dakianta 2 the best Sorry, free fighting what? game ever made yeah. ultra fight dakianta 2 and that's k-y-a-n-t-a-2 oh my god it's so good it's so good okay okay no no stick with me it looks whack i know it looks whack that's on purpose it is so much fun. Like, it's got Street Fighter Third Strike parries that are just so real. The supers are sick. The combos and confirms are tight. Like, if you want to know, uh, other thing too, there's no motions for inputs. So your special moves are always just kind of a button, like Smash Brothers style, but it plays kind of like Street Fighter Third Strike. And this looks horrifying. It's so oh. fun. It's so fun. It's <laughs> wild God. because it looks like dog doo doo, but it's so good. Also, it's like, oh even if you don't like God. fighting games, seriously install it just screw around with it with a couple friends for for a while and you'll be laughing hysterically like some of the supers are just so oh, confusing like, you won't even know language how not supported in giant letters okay that's not true on the startup screen when you're assigning controllers you can press i think it's two or f2 on your keyboard to switch to english it says that it's been fan translated this okay. video this game, is hilarious it's so oh, fun my god <laughs> There's what all right. So just Sorry, I am looking you. for this. What is this? Uh, Ultra, Ultra Fight. Fight. Uh huh. And then Da D A space Kianta two at all. Okay. Second part in chat there. I will Appreciate simply it. say one of the photos of this game <laughs> features four characters on it. The four characters from right to left are crazy looking Yandere girl with eye on hair, a lizard yeah. girl Hisomi, with purple yeah. hair. Mm -hmm. A bear in like overalls, Kikoro, and yeah. then what appears to be a mushroom girl, a mushroom Kinoko. girl, yeah, 
Yeah, Kanoko's real strong. Um, talking about like dumb mechanics. Kanoko's the meta. This is yeah. that's the thing, right? Like, I, I this is a serious game. I swear to God, it's real. I swear. I promise. You can look it up. They ran it at Evo. It's real. <laughs> this like, is it, so funny. And the thing too is, is it's really fun. The time to death for when you're playing with your friends, like round times are super short. Cause like when you're playing three V three, literally here, let me describe how to do a touch of death to you. You press alligator gunshot because alligator is a <laughs> detective alligator with a gun. Of you course. press the alligator gun button once and then you press it again and then they died. <laughs> and that's it. You did it. Congrats on your infinite. This <laughs> so game fun. looks so jank. I love it. I love so it. Yeah. Like, buddy i trained with ended up getting like number six at evo in it it's so it's legit good like again this and this is, is a free so game funny. i can't overstate it if you have a pc that runs anything if it runs minesweeper yo try ultra fight you're welcome <laughs> oh my god hello sweet child <laughs> can i tell you it upsets me that dodger went from uh having cats on her stream to now children she's playing us for fools Playing us for fools. <laughs> Here's the thing. She's not pointing at me. She's pointing at the dog on the screen. We all know what's happening. We all know she's like, or she's trying to figure out who the two bearded people are and why they're not the same person. Yeah, that's the real mystery. <laughs> both, You're both not my like, daddy. <laughs> yeah, both are just, she's like, what is this? How are they in different places? Yeah. What a, oh no, she has a baby and a cat. Oh no, do you see that? Do you see her pose for camera? Shut up. Do you see it? That child, look at her. That child, that, ch mm. do you see her? Dukes, she posed what? for camera. Everyone knows that kid is, she went like, camera. I know. I don't, I, she is too camera savvy. She's too young to be camera savvy. I don't like it. I don't like it. Look at that smile! You see? Oh, you little devil! I see, you, see her smile. you see her smile? She was like, e Clark, troublemaker. She knows exactly what she's doing. She's fooling oh, no one. Sure, she knows she's real cute. Where mm. already? I forgot to ask you guys, by the way, because um, I know uh, both uh, Jesse and Brooke were both at TwitchCon. Um, last week. How did it go for you guys? I didn't see the expo floor at all, and Jesse told me not to bother. So, <laughs> yo, real talk. Like, <laughs> it confuses the hell out of me how they. Like, I guess when you have more money than God, you can throw whatever conventions you want. But as a person who runs a convention monetarily, I don't know how they put on a convention in that big of a space because the actual convention itself besides the main stage area which i'll be real i did not ever see for our panel that we did it was the twitch clip show uh, uh it was like all the clips of the year and that was a pretty packed thing but no one was there for us no one gave a shit about it, it was about the clip the clips right mm -hmm. but most panels that were there very few people were actually there uh and then all the other panels were like in a chill out room that seemed dope but i think most people there were just like i need a place to sit down other than that, I couldn't figure out, like, what people did because the expo hall area was mostly energy drinks and... The Bang Energy booth, you mean? With the girls? Oh, my God. I just... <laughs> can I just say, 
I went to the Sansar booth and did the funnest thing I've done in a long time. I did a VR dating game. So, oh my God. It's, I think it's on my Twitch somewhere. I apologize because I'm probably very loud in it because next to us was the damn bang booth. So all I can hear is like, ooch, ooch, ooch. Um, <laughs> so hey, it's scream. really loud. You want to take this to a different part of the club? Call you later. Yeah, okay. I had to like scream, <laughs> but it was VR and it was people from all over the world. There's like an audience watching and I had to do a dating game thing where there were three contestants and I couldn't see them. And I had to ask them questions about you know, like, if we went on a date, what would be the thing we ate? And uh, I will simply say, I think I'm too much of a nerd, or I see, th I see through the code of the internet sometimes. Because the very first thing that was asked was, all right, if we go out to dinner, what would be a good meal? First contestant's like, chili dogs. I'm like, are you Sonic the Hedgehog? Excuse me, are you... Next person's like, pizza. I was like, are you a Ninja Turtle? Like, I just, like, every time they... I just... They even say at the end, contestant number one, Definitely Sonic the Hedgehog. And I, was like, <laughs> I ruined everything for myself. Like, I, I'm just terrible at this. But it was so much fun. And it sucked that right next to us was like, all right, everybody, get your new shirt from a throb shirts. And crowd's like, yeah. Drove me crazy. But um, yeah, most of it was peripherals. Mm -hmm. Something to do with those peripherals to make them better. Or things that like, if you're a streamer, you definitely need this to stream. Like OBS like, competitors and stuff. Yeah, like I think that. there were like mm. three games total that you could play. Um, wow. And I, I was like, I, I feel, I feel like there should be more. Considering I how think, many developers are in SoCal and how yes. easy it would be to go there, that yeah. seems Which very makes me odd. What the costs were for space it makes me wonder. Like, there were a lot of things that didn't make sense. A great here's a great example of something that didn't make sense about TwitchCon. So when you first arrive at TwitchCon you are split up based on your your internet social cast so there were partners affiliates attendees and like like all these different like if and you're an exhibitor all, like, yeah. yeah community is what it was there's like different you know twitch social cast levels um you go through your own line through your own security and then are all funneled into another line we're all just immediately put back into a line together so what's the point of separating everyone <laughs> Like what did that do? That doesn't what make did any it sense. Because <laughs> you all got separated into into single lines, I guess, so that when you first arrive, you feel like you're important. Like, well, oh, I'm mm -hmm. a partner. I'm important. And then as soon as you go through the first door, they're like, you, you're no longer important. Get in there. Get in there. The and there was a waiting area. Yes, there was like a cattle waiting area <laughs> of like thousands of people, and it was like, well, what was the point of doing what I just did? <laughs> like why <laughs> just have us all go through security at the same time? We're like packs where you just walk in, doesn't matter who you are. Like it was just bizarre. I don't know why that existed. Hmm. I saw I went at ten PM to get my badge and there was no one there, so I didn't get to experience that good shit. <laughs> it's like oh. very it's just like very uh, uh I kinda wanna see what Jesse's panel Yeah, the panel that I did was myself, uh Octo, our dear friend Octo, and Morgan Webb, who I love to death. Uh and Mary Kish, and we did the clips of the year. And it literally was us watching clips and being like, ha, 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 joke. And then next next clip. That's all it was. It, <laughs> Great. I we love were it. Unnes we were unnecessary. They've been doing it for years. They do it without us. We are just, we were cogs <laughs> in that little machine. But it was a ton of fun. Uh, here's what I do know. We loved it. The audience loved it. And I'm sure the internet thought we all sucked. And that's all, that, <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> I'm sure if you went to go watch that, all the comments would be like, these losers, they're sure. terrible. 
you know, but that's fine. That's Twitch. Like, I am okay with it. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was weird. The day one was packed. Friday was crazy. Yeah. Saturday? It was all right. It was like the weekend and there was less people, which was yeah. weird. And um, then I left, I left Sunday, so I have no idea what Sunday was like. But, like, the most fun I had was, like, hanging out with you or Octo and I going to get weird meats at, like, 10 o'clock at night. I, got, I ate camel tacos. Right? What? That's yeah, the there's thing? A place, there's a place in San Diego called the Lion Share, and they do, like, crazy meat dishes. And uh, we got, like, wild boar fries, and, like, uh, I got camel tacos. And, oh, it was great. It was it was delicious, but there's you know great stuff to do in San Diego. So I feel like after day one, people were like, "That was it." Do good stuff in San Diego, <laughs> rather than that's, go back to the con. That's the thing that's weird, right? Is that um, nearly everybody that I asked, "Hey, what's you know?" When I get a chance to step away from the booth, I was I was uh, running an artist alley booth the whole weekend. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was like, I didn't go to the expo floor. I walked around Artist Alley when I got a chance, um, sure. but I didn't really take the time to go to the expo floor because nobody said that there was really anything to see. And when I would ask people, hey, um, you know, what's like something that when I get a minute to walk away, I should definitely check out. Nearly everybody was like, honestly, my favorite part has just been hanging out with my friends. And that said to me, that said to me, like, they need to have more stuff in TwitchCon that reflects that. That's, like, stuff to do with people that you're there with, right? Absolutely. Because most of the people that are there, if they're not there to stand in a meet and greet for two hours, they are there to, like, go to panels and hang out with buds. Because those are the things to do there. Can I tell so, you the best, the best spot? Of the so just to give people an idea, the bottom floor was two halls of entrance. So you had like that's how many people were there. There were so many people they needed two halls to get people like let people in. One hall of uh, actual like exhibitor stuff, and then one hall was the main stage. Right, so that was the bottom floor. That was it. Top floor, when you get up there, there is this the big area for vendors and signings which the signing area was as big as the vendor area, which to me said everything you need to know about what TwitchCon actually is, because that's, it's about the, 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 the streamers, right? And it's about yeah. interaction with them, which is what I think Dodgers right on. There needs to be more things that focus on that rather than like selling streamer shit. And so mm -hmm. then uh, across from that was the Twitch rivals area, which yes. I heard was like, cool. But I could never get in, so I was like, all right, whatever. And then uh, there was a partner's area, which was, like, blocked off, and you had to have your partner's badge. And they had, like, food and cool stuff, and it was, like, a chill hangout area. And every time I went there, I saw more partners hiding away in there than I saw them, like, interacting with people. I was like, oh. <laughs> and then other than that, the only other thing that was there that I thought was amazing and I loved was they had an outdoor area where they had Twitch musicians people who do music on yes. twitch play live shows Ooh. and that was dope as hell and that there was, was a bar awesome. out there and you could like hang rotating. out yeah that was cool i and that goes back to what you were saying like feature more of that that mm -hmm. was like a chill hangout spot i spent a few hours there, out there just like drinking and listening to people who were very good it wasn't like booty ass like oh yeah i can sing like actual bands and people <laughs> performing that were amazing 
Yeah. That was dope. I had so much fun doing that. And so I think focusing more on what the community does rather than like what Twitch does, because Twitch is the community. Mm-hmm. And I think that TwitchCon kind of forgot that aspect of it. And so, yeah, more of that shit. Like, it sounds like, yeah, they had, they had ideas that featured people, but they weren't prominent enough. Like, I don't think most people that were there maybe necessarily even found that area with people playing. Because it was in, it was the furthest back part of the entire Exactly. Convention. So have that stuff more central, I think would do a lot of good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame um, they hid that away. I mean, all, all I saw from TwitchCon besides lines to get in, even the staff line to get in looked ridiculous yeah. on the first day. And then everything else was like, hey, Dragon Force, opening ceremony, and ooh, logic. How do we afford these things? There's nothing on the floor. No, I, I, I fail to understand aspects have of TwitchCon. <laughs> have any of y'all been to MAGFest? I'm just going to no, ask never. point blank. I'm, I'm because going to MAGFest this year. I'm excited Yay! to see you there. Congratulations. I'll see you there, bud. Because it it's like I have my fourth no idea year. What to expect. It's, it's the best. Basically, everything you just described as like, man, I wish TwitchCon was more of this. That's MAGFest. MAGFest cool. is the event that I went to, and I think I slept like five hours across four days because I was always drinking, eating, playing at something or at a concert. There's like two to four concerts. One of the funniest memories I'll ever have is going to the Sonic Adventure music experience, which was the lead guitarist for Crush 40 going out and playing over Let's Play footage of Sonic Adventure and the whole crowd just like packed going bananas, having the, like everyone's wasted. It was so good. I'm like, I'm really excited. They asked me to host uh, a bunch of panels and like contests and stuff. And I'm like, I was, I was going to go last year, but I was, or I guess this year. But I, I had to turn them down because I was like, I'm really busy. But I promise mm. you, I'll go next year. Yo, because I'm you're going to go every who, year from now on. <laughs> I'm that guy who always like, all right, I did promise. I got to do this. They messaged me like, you in? I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. So we're all, we're all set up. I'll see you at, at the beginning of the new year. Yeah. Like to give uh-huh. you an idea of MAGFest and like some of the stuff they probably should rip for TwitchCon, MAGFest has like basically three football fields worth of space and or four of them, sorry, because it's like a big convention hall. Uh, One of them they have filled with just every console available and a huge selection. You can just rent out whatever game you want to go play it at any time. One next to that is, I want to say, the like Artist Alley area. Next to that, they have the indie booths, which are just all the indie developers showing off their games who have come out. And they usually like don't charge them if they're small companies and stuff. So you get a lot of real good pickings here and there. I'm not trying the exact specifics anymore. Um, and then next to that is the arcade, which is a football field sized arcade, all set to free play. P.S. All this stuff I described is 24 hours. So it's like that's awesome. always something to do. Plus, it's two resort centers filled with people very excited to just play games and hang out. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. MAGFest is great. I really recommend it highly. <laughs> Everybody always I'm recommends excited, MAGFest man. to me. Uh, like going up to Katsukon and everything, people are like, oh, are you coming to MAGFest? You should come to MAGFest. And then I didn't go to MAGFest this past year. And then Frank Kopaki was there with the Tiberian Sons and did that dedication to my late husband and just like, oh my gosh. And these are the things that can happen at stuff like MAGFest. So yeah, it's always really hyped up to me. I need to go. Yeah. I think, I think because TwitchCon was created without like a real direction, it's still trying to find itself, right? Like it's trying to find what it is. And I think because it's, it definitely is operating at a loss. 
They're deaf. Like you can tell that it's put on because they feel like they need to put it on rather than it's put on because it's like a, a celebration of the community. And, and I feel like that, you know, they just need someone in there who's just really going to like kick it up a notch and make it have a purpose and a goal. But and like if they're, I don't know. If they're trying to do this con as a company, right, they need to have something good and worth showing as a company. But that's, yeah, like they're trying to do it as community and as company at the same time. It's kind well, of what it's it, like. They're doing it the BlizzCon method where it's definitely like, hey, we're announcing new features and this is like, it exists to announce it. But at BlizzCon, you then get to play a thing. Like they say it and then it's there. Right. At TwitchCon, they're like, all right, so we're doing all these changes to Twitch. The only way you're going to, get to see those changes and play with them is if you don't go <laughs> like if you're not there <laughs> then you reap the benefit of what they said which is like a crazy thing to to do right they're like yeah all these new changes are live right now and it's like oh cool well i'm here so i guess i can't look at those right it's very weird what do you think about it yeah they um so with with TwitchCon, they announced like before it started that they were changing up kind of their look. They like revamped the logo a little bit. They added more color, which honestly I was super chill with. Um, I but yeah, I didn't get a chance to see what the website looked like because they they revamped the website a little bit like the night before, and I didn't get a chance to see it. But all I did see was a bunch of people being like, "My eyes, I'm blind." <laughs> I can't use the internet like this. This is awful, right? Um, why, why are you from Queens all of a sudden complaining? No. <laughs> because I'm kidding. I wanted to be. It's me too. Uh, Whenever I engage with too high contrast, I just immediately pick up that accent. Oh, right? <laughs> oh my eyeballs. Oh, oh that's zero, zero, zero against FFF. Oh, oh no. It's so <laughs> blinding. Dodger. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my spectacles. Anyway, what I was gonna say is they're changing the dashboard and stuff now too. So they changed the dashboard. <laughs> oh no! Do you do you like the new dashboard? I'm sorry, it was it was no, it's awful. Up. It's not it, well. It's Streamlabs, but not. not <laughs> that's not good constructive feedback. So I'm not I feel say, like it's it, awful and just leave it. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Ty? I was gonna say I feel like it doesn't consider the most common use case is the biggest problem. Like it's got the street yeah. huge in the middle. I don't mm. need that. I have I OBS. Exactly. It shows me. I know yeah. exactly what my stream looks like because yeah. I have OBS right. open. I don't. If need I need that. to check that it's live, I'll just go to Twitch.tv/slash my own name and then I'm good. Yeah. Like you don't need this thing that takes up. It's like sixty percent of the real estate too of the screen in the middle. It's huge. Yeah. And the what, wait, what is like it? it? What am I looking at? The new Twitch so, dashboard. You can yeah. you can look at the new Twitch Twitch dashboard and mess Hold around. Hold on, I'm going right now. If you go to your dashboard <laughs> at the top, it'll say update incoming. Be one of the first to try the redesigned creator dashboard, unless you unless they, you don't have it. Uh, it does say case. that, and it says check it out. Do I want yeah, to click that hit, or not want to? Hit check it out. You can undo it. Easy, easy. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> it is it inevitable, out. Jesse. <laughs> check it out. Um, you will be absorbed into the new system soon that? enough. What is this? <laughs> yeah, it's very so, different. <laughs> one of the things that I think. Wait, what? What is like a yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I think is a huge oversight, maybe this is just me, um, when they do their uh, their like activity feed of like you got subbed to by this person, blah blah blah. Um, What's going on? Leave me alone. 
Um, on their activity feed, you can't highlight one. So there's no way for me to say, okay, I've, I've read the events up till this point and then click it so that next time you want to read off, you can be like, gotcha. where did I leave off? Yeah, oh, here. absolutely. They don't have that and they've never had that. And I think that's such a huge oversight. Oh my God. Fuck off, please. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Looking at it now, I think their heart is in the right place because I understand if you go back to the previous dashboard, shit be all over the place. Stuff is above the thing and next, like, it's all over the place. I feel like looking at what they've done, they've added things. I'm like, oh, okay, the activity feed I like. That's fine. The quick actions where they put everything, like, the squad and the raid and the all the clip all these things are in one box like i get that now but the design is a little like oof i i, I understand what they're going for and i feel like okay you're making progress but the way they've presented it is not very helpful the or defaults. user friendly bad yeah 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 and again, it's just one of those things If it feels like I wonder if anyone who worked on this project has ever actually used OBS at any point in time. Because, like, you would know immediately, especially Streamlabs OBS nowadays, oh, it's got like, yeah. all of that in there already. Like, you don't need it. <laughs> yeah, enjoy watching yourselves on the screen. I'm just showing Yay, you guys a bit of a does. preview. Yeah. Yeah, but if you, so if you look at it right now, you can see that the old version, um, I don't know if anyone has watching has used Twitch in the past, but the old version had like sections for all those things where it says quick actions, all those were like their own sections all over the damn screen. And it was, it was a little much. Mm -hmm. I, I understand agree. and I get what they're doing by putting, I think the quick actions bit is great. I think I agree. the presentation of it and everything else is all over the place. Like it just, it doesn't, it's not very, I don't know. I feel like you're you're a billion dollar company. You could, there's no design firm you could have hired for this that have been like, we'll figure out what the easiest thing for user interface is because it just, I don't know, like the the screen right in the middle with all of this like used up black space seems and weird. From what I can understand, from messing around with it, you can't have like, like yeah, you've got like like the big screen of yourself, right? If I wanted to put the event list underneath that, it doesn't mm -hmm. let me. You can move I some things around, but not you can move them this way. Yeah, but you can't like stack them, which I think is so strange. The I'm other one, look and see if that's the original one, definitely had a ton of things. I mean, <laughs> so many options, but I could always minimize them and move them between like the three the columns, thing. and I like yeah. that because probably fifteen things I didn't use, but the three or four things that Never I mind, did use. Yeah, oh no, yeah. I'm, I'm doing it right now. If you take the little dotsies, the little three dots, you can move stuff around. The yeah. biggest problem though, I don't know, I guess it's because there are four screens. It's, you know what it's like now? Adobe Premiere. <laughs> Nailed it. It, is, it looks Nailed like it. the Adobe Premiere interface where you like you can move the boxes, you can lengthen and and like you can if you click on the little black lines in between each of these boxes you can move them around you can change things but at the same time you can only change so much i was gonna you, say you, here, here's my big question 
How do I get rid of the stream preview box? I can move it to the right. I have not I found a way to, to just get rid of it. Rid of yeah. it. yeah, even pop out just leaves That's a big black box behind. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's it's some of this is great. Some of the things they're doing, fantastic. At the same time, some of the things they're doing, are, and that's, man, I, I, I understand that when you're in dev and you're doing things like this, that you're never gonna nail it the first time. For sure. But it seems consistently, every time Twitch is like, or making major changes, there's like something inherently wrong with the change they made. You're like, how did no one ask anyone about like this in advance? Send feedback. Did, I'm sending feedback. Yeah, I, feel like, <laughs> I don't know. My it's, feedback. I don't like I it. <laughs> yeah, I love the general, like, what they're trying to do. I see what they're trying to do, and I'm all right with it. Just follow through and do it correctly. That's all I'm saying. Just nail it, and I'll be happy. I've been able to resize the preview window to, like, the smallest possible thing. Like, making <laughs> yeah. it almost like a banner header. And, and that's um, probably, like, the only way I can make this livable right now. <laughs> so the way they have the feedback system is... Uh, is actually super interesting. If you hit feedback, it'll say, enter your idea. So you can enter in like what you would like to have changed. But if you scroll down, it has everything else that other people have said, and you can vote for them and say like, yes, mm. this. Ah. Um, so that's actually pretty nice. Huh. You know, if somebody already said what you were gonna say, <laughs> you can just say that, <laughs> I want that. Hmm, change. Okay, well, not to pull too far off topic. Do we mind if I jump to a game? Because there's oh, a no, game. Oh, no, 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 please, please do, please okay, do. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So there's two I want to talk about, one that isn't out yet, and I'm wondering, it, like, it'll be quick. Have any of y'all played Chicory yet? Chicory, the Chicory? colorful tale, I believe? No. Wait, uh, Chicory, I a colorful tale. the demo of it. Yeah, that's all that's out right now. Yeah. If you haven't, check out that demo. It's really cute. It's, it's sweet. Cute. It's like a little Paper Mario thing where you can like kind of Okami style paint stuff in. But unlike Okami, it's kind of sloppy and messy. And that's kind of a big part of the charm of it is you're a dog trying to become an artist. Um, and some things happen at the end of the demo that really set it off and make me go like, okay, I'm interested to see where this is going from from this point. Uh, music and art's been really good so far. Uh not too much to say about that one other than like seems like a fun fun game solid combat good art aesthetic people should check it out yeah. um and then am i allowed to talk about indivisible despite the fact that it just came out uh, hours ago i mean oh, of course. I, uh, are you I gonna play it way back when it? no no i've played like 30 minutes of the new game yo indivisible is so good i'm just gonna say so good if you aren't familiar if you've been living under a rock somehow don't know about this game at all yet uh, it's kind of like Valkyrie Profile. So it's got a Metroidvania style exploration throughout all of it. And uh, the combat is, it's a JRPG system, but it's not necessarily turn-based. And it's kind of neat because you can actually like start to build up combos between your characters and stuff. Like this one fire shaman lady I have is great. She has a move that just launches people in the on air. Her head. Yeah, it's great. And her tiger used to have bones. He don't know more. Now he just lights yeah. people on fire. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, like, so you can use her to launch and then have another character, like, jump in, do a move to, like, get him to ground, bounce, pick it up, do that kind of stuff. Super fun. Uh, the art also, it's by the people who made uh, Skullgirls Lab Zero. Right. So the artwork is all that hand-drawn stuff. And they pulled, um, 
I'm not going to name the region because I'll get it wrong and look like a complete fool, but they're pulling a different aesthetic that not a lot of people go for. And it's, it's uh, really I mean, most of the characters are inspired by either S Southeast Asia or Indian. Like there's a lot of, it's, yeah. it's fascinating. I love it. I think it's <laughs> very, very cool. Yeah. And uh, having actually got to play it a bit now, um all the stuff i was thinking where like their skill in making like fighting game characters and stuff and really understanding frame data leading to like really satisfying to play characters that look really good in motion absolutely oh it feels so good like it's one of those things where i like hop straight from playing under night in birth this one fighting game to that and it's just like i press you know the button and i'm like oh that's just a jab that's just a standing jab oh that's just a crouch launcher that's just this other stuff and it works so well it works so well like i wasn't sure if putting it in that directly would but oh my goodness yeah individual is super good check it out for yeah sure. the de uh the demo i played a long time ago i uh definitely threw them some money way back when and was like make this game so <laughs> yeah i mean i love so i love everyone on that team they're amazing uh every time they bring skull girls to evo i go over and harass them uh <laughs> yeah i mean this is this game's gonna be lovely I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but it's on my list of things to play. Here's the problem. It's another RPG. I'm like, I got that. I have I know, Greenfall. I have all these games. I'm just like, one day. <laughs> Where are you going to get the I time? I no longer have a job and I have all this time in the world. I'll play every damn RPG. You're putting I together can. your retirement bucket list game list already. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God. And that's the problem is all these amazing RPGs are coming out. I'm like, I'm so excited. And then I'm like, ah, oh, 80 hours. Cool. I'll find a way. How, yeah. Have they said how long this game is I, supposed to be overall? I don't know if they've stated it yet, but it feels mm -hmm. like it's a pretty tightly tuned action RPG. So I don't know how long it realistically could, could be. be. I mean, just wait a week and go on how long to beat and you'll have Absolutely, your answer real quick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It feels like it should be fairly quick though. Like I was get, like I only played for like an hour and I was already like picking up characters and like getting moving, getting into it pretty clean. So maybe I'm hoping it'll be like I don't know. I don't want another game to be over forty hours. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't want it anymore. We talked about that a lot before. How we yeah. really appreciate like a really tight, nice twenty-hour game. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, nice and short, only a day. Yeah. <laughs> It looks so pretty. It takes me like uh, a few hours each night for a week. I'm that's great. I love that. <laughs> there was a period in my life where I was playing through Dragon Quest Eleven, and once I hit the not true ending, but one of many endings in that game, I decided, you know what? I like this ending. I'm good. And then Can I, I just walked away. Can I ask I you a just, question? Yeah. One of our dear friends, uh, <laughs> Alex, has. So I'm a huge proponent of Final Fantasy VI being the greatest game of all time, which it is, but. My dear friend Alex has told me on numerous occasions that I'm wrong and that DQ11 is the best game of all time. <laughs> and he says, because there's a moment in the game that will blow my mind. And I'm asking you, is there a mind-blowing moment in this game? Will it blow my mind? I is mean, there was it? a moment in the game that blew my mind in a way that made me be like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> Walk away. So, I mean, there's oh, that. Like, shit. Yeah, I just, like, they... I... <laughs> He literally is selling it to me like invest the time. It's like I don't know that I have the time no, to invest it on no, your whims. I, I, as someone who played through, you know, again most of Dragon Quest Eleven knows all the ending and stuff. Um, it was like a really, really good RPG that was really well crafted and like a traditional JRPG that's really lovingly made. The systems, the mechanics, the quality of life stuff is all there. Sure. It's 
right. far as traditional JRPGs go, purely in a mechanical standpoint, it is up there for the most well-crafted system of all time, I would say, like as far as the math and the numbers behind it uh, and the way stuff works together. It, it's just very tight and fun to play and experience. Um, is it better than Final Fantasy VI? That's... Uh, I mean, that's nothing a, is. Uh, I mean, it's not better than Final Fantasy V either, so you know, it's okay. <laughs> you're asking, it's, an impossible, it's an impossible thing to be better than. But is yeah. it close? Like, there's no way he's going to win me over and convince me. Uh, because, you know, facts are facts. My main thing but. is, do you want a warm, cozy blanket of a JRPG? Because Dragon Quest Eleven is just a big, warm, cozy blanket of a JRPG. It plays but nicely. I, Everything works like you think it should. Everybody's kind of nice to the hero. The story's pretty basic, nothing too shocking. It just plays nice. It's just a fun I guess game. All, all I want is just a JRPG that's like six hours. <laughs> Can I ask for that? Super like Mario RPG, baby, JRPG. best game all time still. Yeah. Like, a, like a solid oh, six-hour JRPG. Yeah, like a really intense, emotional six-hour JRPG. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be so fine with that. Like, it's one character. You don't have to go around and get a party. The party is you. And, yeah, we just, we just slim down the RPG system. Grinding, every level is actually three levels. By hour six, you can be level 99. Trust us. It'll be amazing. Love it. Love it. New studios. Games for streamers. <laughs> we don't have the time. Uh, as someone who recently played uh, Fantasy Star Online Blue Burst, so like the super old one, because, you know, they announced like Fantasy Star Online 2 coming to America, which yeah. I'm still reeling from why this late they did that, but they did. Yeah, because um, Sam, Sam's just like you, where Sam played it. <laughs> with I, either no translation at all or like really yeah. janky translations that's what i was years rocking, ago yeah. and was mm -hmm. like they're bringing it here now <laughs> yeah like i had to look it up on my youtube i was like oh this video i posted of pso2 of like my friend doing backflips in a godzilla costume is like 60 years old like this game's been around for ages at this point yeah. um but yeah having played through uh we were playing fantasy star online the original on a like custom run server that just had like five times experience five times drop rates everything just burned through fantasy star online in an evening amazing so much fun such a good time that didn't have to stop for anything just went <laughs> had a party oh amazing just do that again make me wrong hacks of every rpg that's just five times experience i'll play them all <laughs> That's great, actually. That sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. It's so good. <laughs> um, another game that I played is uh, I just finished Jenny LeClue Detective Vu. I think that we talked about it a little bit um, during our release section. Uh, but that wound up being a super cute point and click mystery game. Um, and it was actually like a, a story within a story, which I didn't expect. The, the idea of the game is that there's an old man who's been writing the Jenny LeClue books for years. He's made 38 of them. And he gets called by his publisher who says, hey, these aren't selling well anymore. You gotta do something, like you gotta do something punchy with this next book or we're just gonna cancel the series. Um, to which I kept saying, it's 2019, just put it on Amazon. Everybody will buy, you don't need a publisher. Anyways, um, so, He's basically being told over and over again, you got to kill somebody. You got to do like a big mystery. Like there, something insane has to happen in this town because all of your books are, you know, the mystery of the missing donut. And this guy's like, they're kids' mystery books. Of course they're like fluffy, you know? 
So he finally hits his breaking point and he says, you know what? Fine, fine. I'll kill everybody. I'll, I'll, yeah, sure. Let's burn this town to the ground, right? And then you kind of flash into the book that he's writing, which is the 39th Jenny LeClue book. Um, and it is, it's a ride because it, it turns into basically like, why is this town so happy all the time? Why doesn't anything ever seem to happen this, in this town? The crazy guy, CJ, who's always talking about aliens. What, what exactly is he seeing? Has he seen aliens? Right? And then um, the actual big mystery happens and it sort of spirals out of control. And um, when I first started playing the game, I was thinking to myself, this is pretty cute. And by the second time I played the game, I was going, I have to know what's going on in this town. <laughs> um, so they did like, a, I think that they did a really good job. Some of the reviews were saying that it dragged by the end. I didn't think so at all. I thought that it was like a, a nicely paced like game. Um, it wasn't too long for me. You're about uh, the to only thing... buy Jenny LeClue Detective Who. You <laughs> suck. How dare um, you play against things I'm sorry. that I love? I know. I'm, sorry. I'm just like, it, like it, as soon as you explained the premise, I was like, eh, okay. And then you're like, and then you're in the book, and I'm like, damn it. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> Twenty bucks sounds great. Fine. Thanks, daughter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a really nice art style. It's it's a Kickstarter game, um, and when you. It's obvious there's going to be more of them. Like the the story will continue for sure. Uh, but I, I wound up liking it a lot. I would say the only the only thing, and this can kind of be explained away by the fact that it's it's like a, a book within a story, right? Is that some of the, the character tropes are a little obvious. Um, but yeah, the way that I kind of like got over that was well, this is a book about like a young girl written by an old man with like other young characters. Who are written by it sounds an old like man, they were right? started as children's books. So it makes yes. sense. Yeah. That they'd be simple. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's an interesting game and I would 100% play the next one whenever that winds up happening. So how many yeah. cases are there in, in the game? So it, it kind of treats it like every step of the game is a new like case to solve right mm -hmm. so it's all it's all technically one case but she might come to say a ladder she can't reach and it'll be like the case of the unreachable ladder you know how do we <laughs> how do we reach this ladder um because yeah at first i was going oh maybe this is lots of little mysteries right i'll put together but it's not Oh. It sort it sort of feels that way, but it it isn't. It's mm. it's one big, um, especially because at the beginning of the game, it's Jenny going, "God, nothing ever happens in this town, right? Like I can only find so many missing donuts. You know, when am I going to get a real case? Because her mom is a forensic detective, and so her mom like, you know, has all these great stories and stuff. And she's like, I want to do that. You know, I want to I want to have my big mystery but nothing ever happens in this town and then it kind of the story sort of goes from there um so at first yeah you feel like okay am i just gonna do like little yeah <laughs> this is just gonna be little mysteries <laughs> um and then maybe what one big mystery but it doesn't it doesn't follow that pattern at all hmm. so yeah awesome, awesome. i recommend it i think it's pretty fun i've already added it to my list i've already purchased it I already <laughs> invisible, so we're all helping each other make good choices. Let me, let me uh, <laughs> drop some nonsense on you now. 
Yes. Cat Quest 2 is out. Uh, I know. I saw you playing it with Kristen. I want to play it so bad, but I need so, to find a bud. Original Cat Quest was a game where you played as a cat, and it was like an RPG, and it seemed like a silly Flash game. But here's the thing. Incredibly endearing. The combat, super fun. The, the gameplay, great. The story was like, oh, this is fun, but also there's some crazy backstory that you're like, wait a minute, what is happening in this game that's really actually happening? Cat Quest 2 takes place, I believe, like a hundred years after Cat Quest 1. Really? And it definitely ties into things. You're not the same cat, but I'm starting to think like the actions you took in Cat Quest 1 have really messed up and affected this world. And I don't know what hmm. is actually happening in this one, but there is not only the cat kingdom, but there's also the doggo land. And the dog kingdom is like martial law city. And it's, it's incredible. So you, you have um, two characters you can play as now. There's a cat and a dog. You can do co-op. So you can have your cat player and your dog player. And I, so far, the thing that we've learned that's really great because so <clears throat> game mechanic wise, enemies have weaknesses, right? And so you can attack everything with a sword if you want to or whatever weapon you're using. But some enemies you will not do a lot of damage to or will be completely immune to the damage you're doing, which is why you have magic spells. You can get magic weapons and things. But the idea is if you do co-op, one person straight up your, your sword and board tank and the other person's the magic user. And it makes it like, you both feel like you're doing something and not totally like cheesing the game because the game right. counters you with like, oh yeah, no, you can do this, but you also need to have, you know, big dragon. Yeah, there's um oh my god, there's so much in this game that was just ridiculous. Finding all the secrets, learning that there's all the different secret paths. Uh we did a quest where we found so we're in the dog lands and we found a skull, and the skull was like yo, hey, I need you to put me back together. I'm like, oh man, I'm, I made a ton of mistakes. And as you put him back together, I thought this quest was great. As you put him back together, he starts talking about like, oh, well, you know, my friend and I, we discovered this treasure chest. And if you put me back together, I can take you to the treasure chest. And as you go through this quest line, it's one of those like, oh, well, turns out the reason why you're torn apart is because like you and your friend went to like fought each other over the treasure and it's cursed and like, you're a bad guy. So you have to fight the guy you helped me. Like that kind of, I love that trophy shit. And so <laughs> Interesting. Uh, it's very, it, you know, it's dungeon crawling. Uh, is this, is this footage of me saving Kristen? Yes, it is. That's look at that doggo. Look at that sweet dog. So the fight <laughs> you're seeing right now is, is a like crazy boss fight with this dragon. Um, but uh, a lot of it is taking the things that were in cat quest one and like cranking it up a notch. Um, and so doing things a little bit bigger, a little bit better. Uh, the enemies are a lot more, um, they all have weaknesses, but they all have strengths now. So before it'd be like, okay, you can just like destroy 90% of the enemies and a few of them you couldn't hit with, you like need a magic wand or something. Right. But for the most part, this one is like out the gate. At level 10, there are enemies that if you're trying to hit with a sword, you are wasting your time. And so you really have to go through and plan how you want to play this one. I'm telling you, it's it for being so simplistic. There are layers to this game that are fascinating, 
and it looks like a game that you would play like Newgrounds, but for some reason, it's great. Right. Like I love this game. It looks like and Magical so, Trevor uh, in a game. <laughs> like, the exact style. The exact style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, All right, very, big, very good. Big question. Do I need yeah. to play Cat Quest 1 first? No, because this one, this one literally, <laughs> I think you'd appreciate what's happening more, but this mm -hmm. one literally starts you out with like, you and the dog are like brought to life somehow. No spoil. Brought to life. And the little tiny fairy cat that was your friend in uh, the first one shows up and is like, I've been looking for you two. Oh my God. We got to go. Like, we got to, like, you're the rightful kings. You, you are supposed to be in charge of these two lands. Come with me. We need to get you back to, like, let's go see the cat king and let them know that you're the real king and you should be in power. And you're like, this is going to go well. So immediately right. your first quest is like, go see the king and say you're the new king. And it's like, oh, yeah, that didn't work out how I thought it was going to work out. <laughs> I'm sure like, he's just going to be like, here you go, bud. No, oh, I'm dumb the, as heck, and I tried nothing, and it didn't work. <laughs> I just asked. Yeah, yeah. It's, and that sort of starts your adventure, and uh, it does, it does uh, the same thing that the first one did, which is as you unlock things and as you discover locations, especially secret locations, it gives you just enough information to be like, the old masters society and you're like the fuck is this what are they trying to say like that kind of stuff where you're like <laughs> what does this mean right that kind of thing like takes it to another level and adds like a weird bit of mystery and this one definitely has homages to the first game but there's nothing in this one that requires you like the dog lands are totally new the cat mm -hmm. like we did three quests in the cat area and then it was like hey go to the dog area we're like oh so you don't, I mean, you don't have to follow the story. You can like explore. The best part of this game, at least to me, is taking the, um, like, like taking the uh, fights that it gives you. Cause it will say like, yeah. oh, you're level 32. You really don't want to go in this level 45 dungeon. But then being like, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> you're not my dad. I'm yeah. In. yeah. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it takes the game from being a, like a, a slash, like an action RPG to being almost Dark Soulsies, and that you now have enemies that can one-shot you. But if you roll right. around and you do what you're supposed to do and you get in and get out, you can beat them. Like there's not, there isn't that RPG mechanic where they like, sorry, you can't dodge this. Like you yeah. control your dodge, you control your abilities. So you have the chance to actually win epic fights. When I played the first one, I fought a dragon that was like 20 levels higher than me. And I died maybe five times, but I was like, I must beat this. And when I finally did, right. I was like, that was the coolest thing I've done in this game. And I think like that's a very neat aspect of it as well. You can make it as challenging as you want. The amount of games that are putting in that mechanic after Breath of the Wild really did it so well is so heartening. Of just the idea of like, no, really, if you just want to go walk into the last boss and like take a crack at it, like go nuts, man. Like you're not gonna do it, but you can. Like totally. I'm trying to remember what game it was recently that they literally, after you beat the tutorial level, there's like the boss dungeon is right here on the map. And it's just like, yeah, you can just go up there or go around. And like the more levels you finish, it just gives you like more extra lives. Like you can take one more hit and continue something like that. Oh, the new, the new ukulele. Duh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, the oh. new ukulele. That's how they do it. Yeah. So like you're trying to save the battalion and every basically like every power star you get in super mario world in or you know in super mario 64 it's just an extra hit for the final level so you can just run in there if you think you can perfect the final level of the game in one shot mm -hmm. uh, wasn't that's that, um, 
Breath of the Wild as well. You could just like yeah. go to the end. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's one of the most fun things to do is right out of the gate, run to Hyrule Castle and just be some random idiot kid sneaking around being like, I'm going to get my grandpa's sword out of here. And then yeah. like some random goblin jumps off the ceiling. Oh, Breath of the Wild. Matt. There's, I, I think it's, <laughs> I love that idea that you can, it, it's something that only an action RPG can do because normal standard JRPGs with the like, you know, the screen and you have the, like, mm -hmm. all you can do is run right? It's all mathematics if it hits you or not. Um, and I think that's gonna be fascinating when looking at Final Fantasy 7, because part of me is like, man, I really want to play the old school version, where you just, it's the screen, and like, it'll make you feel good, and I'll go, like, a blast, like, blast of the past. But also, part of me is like, or I could hide behind structures, and I could, like, yeah. do cool, like, it definitely changes the entire mechanics of the game. I think that's fascinating that that Square's gonna like let them like let you do that. I think it's totally. neat. If I yeah, could I... sidestep Sephiroth and get a whiff punish, my soul will go straight to heaven. That'll be the best. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my God. If, can I tell you? It'd be the best thing in the world if like he does that move where you know the comet like flies past all the different planets. And then you just like <laughs> sidestep the comet. <laughs> it destroys Earth, but you're like, and it goes miss. That would be the best thing in the world. But doing it manually instead of by the numbers, like clouds just running, like, ah, just like vibrating back so and forth. Funny. <laughs> uh, also, today uh, coming out is Concrete Genie came out today. And I, mm. I really want to check that out. Concrete, uh, Concrete Genie is a game where you go around. And instead of like, you know, it's basically there's a town and spray paint's all like, you suck and like this town's shitty. And you cover it up with beautiful spray paint and you like, it's a very positive message game. And you create this sort of magic world of, of uh, art on walls in your town. And it oh, looks really, really cool. This looks gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, the graphics are amazing. You can create weird little monsters to like live in this world that you you manufacture on the walls and stuff. It's very neat looking. I don't know anything other than like the gameplay and art. I have no idea what the story is, but it looks worth checking out. So I'm definitely that's on my list. Uh, it's called Concrete Genie. Concrete Genie. I want more games about graffiti in this in this world. There, yeah. Not enough Mark Echoes getting ups, I guess. Did, um, <laughs> did any of you guys try Noita? Yeah. Oh, I the yeah. early access game. I haven't mm -hmm. installed, but I have. I um I saw it's like oh pixel graphics. It looked really really pretty, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Yeah, I, I'm so curious. I played it before the patch a little bit, and then a little bit after the most recent patches, and mm -hmm. they've been really listening to player feedback which has been good because it was good, yeah oh like i liked noida a lot and i could see what they were going for but some of the stuff was just like so dangerous so if you're not familiar with noida it's kind of like uh 2d roguelite whatever you want to call it um and a lot of it's like going through and just trying to go farther down and down uh the big pull of it is it has like really accurate uh like liquid physics like liquids interact in the way you would expect to if you drill a hole in the bottom of a pool of water the water is gonna you know go out and so on and so forth right. the thing being especially at release if you got touched by poison for like a fraction of a second or if you got hit by fire by for like a single frame if you couldn't find water you might just die like you just got a little bit of poison on your shoe and then five minutes later your character just falls over and it's like 
great that was a good run um but they've been making a lot of changes to that uh they nerfed it they've made water more accessible i think as well but it's a really neat game it seems really hard and they tell you nothing but it's one of those things where the engine is so deep and robust that i'm really excited to see the things people are going to do with it and like mm. what kind of interactions you can have because as soon as you like take stuff away from game development planning interactions and more just you're building an engine that creates interactions you get again that kind of breath of the wild or like hitman 2 magic where sometimes things just just happen and they'll never happen in any other instance of the game uh right. so I'm, I'm excited for noida i want to play some more of it for sure yeah people uh, today... keep saying that it looks like it's my kind of game sorry oh no uh just by the way today uh, the creators of the letter released Love Esquire, their follow-up game. Oh my God! Is an RPG dating sim, which you play as the squire to the main character. So you have to keep the lead in RPG player uh, RPG game alive as you fight dungeons and stuff. Uh, but at the same time, you are wooing the women of your town and princesses. Um, and I'm not saying that if you go to the bar that the owner of the bar definitely is not me in any way, shape, or form. But if it was, and it was right. my voice, uh -huh. and this is some form of collusion, then I want you to know it's probably the best damn bartender you've ever seen in the video. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Uh, check it out. It just came out today, and it is like, you know, even the trailer's like a little creepy, so it worries me that there's going to be some a twist to this game. Of course. Because I mean, we played the letter. <laughs> Yeah, of course, the letter, of course it's going to get weird at some point. Yeah, the letter is is truly one of the greatest games I've played in a long. Like it is phenomenal in a way that was unexpected and is like genuinely incredible. So if you thought, oh, I'm going to play a, a horror dating sim, and you thought it was just going to be reading, oh, are you so you're so wrong? <laughs> that game and, had, oh, is the letter good. Is this? I've never heard of this. I'm looking at this right it's now. It's good. It's like a it's like a horror visual novel but it also has QTEs and it has events and everything you do affects everything. And the, each character- yeah, the tree of like what can happen is huge. Oh, it's actually, it's, it. it's real. It's not one of those at the end, all of them snake back into no. one ending. Okay, there good. Are, apparently there are a ton of endings because all the characters can either live or die, right? Ah, okay. And depending on what you do during the game, the outcome with the- creature can be different as well yeah and so there's a lot of possibilities and things you can unlock and let me just tell you dodger and i thought we nailed it we were like everyone was alive we did everything there was to do and we got a post-credit scene that was like oh no horrifying <laughs> actually horrifying, Genuinely horrifying. Like what the fuck <laughs> yeah so we won and then somehow lost entirely like that is that's the type of game it was it, this yeah the, it's fascinating to see the like the branching of the story because each chapter focuses on one character mm. and the things you do for that one character affect them and their interactions with everyone else for the rest of the game and mm. so by the time you get to the characters where you're like i need to know about this person you may have killed off half the people that can unlock the information about that person. Mm. It's incredible. Like, it, like it is, it is equal parts, very anime, but somehow very like, Oh, this is an actual legitimate, great horror story. And of course, since they're releasing a new game, it's also half off right now. So uh, cool. Just going to throw that in my cart too. While I'm here. Yeah, and also, <laughs> uh, if you want it, they have it. 
you can play the letter on mobile as well, and I think you can play the first <laughs> chapter for free. That to sounds see if, like the the mobile. Here's the thing: that first chapter, that's the hook. Once you play that first chapter, by the end of that, you're gonna be like, they know. Oh shit! They know that you're gonna play that first chapter and be like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's one of those things where it starts off like a visual, like a normal visual novel. By the end of that first chapter, so much shit goes down that you're just like, what did I just play? Uh, I'm going to guess this is also one of those, the less you know going in, the more of a time you're going to have. Abso-fucking-lutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. You got it, boss. <laughs> I will simply it. say, I don't know if it pays off, but Dodger had a big goof about the uh, the realtors in the game. For some reason, the realtors who keep trying to sell people this damn mansion, they know what they're doing. <laughs> like, I feel like they're the bad guys, but we have no evidence. <laughs> putting it out there, maybe the We don't know, because ones. we apparently didn't get the true ending, so... No. <laughs> putting it out there are realtors the true villains i don't know we'll, we'll figure it out but anyway love esquire comes out today may or may not have jesse cox's voice may or may not be also a psychological <laughs> yeah. horror we'll just have to find out <laughs> all i'm saying is is it's a game it literally is uh the the, the way you d they describe it is you're a lowly squire who's on an epic quest to get laid here's the catch you've only got a few months left to find the girl of your dreams before he shipped off to war so get good get laid find the man's greatest pleasure in love esquire right that's like the premise of the game then you click on the Steam trailer 2, and about halfway through it, it like fades to night, and then there's like a quick flash of this girl, and she looks up at the screen, and then it like starts flickering. And all I'm saying is, what the shit is this game really about, y'all? What is what is happening in this game? I don't know. This sounds oh. like a game we should play. La, la, we should la, play this game. La, 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 la. And then I can feel awkward when we may or may not hear my voice in it, and I'm just like, ugh, I sound terrible. I'm like, turn, oh. on, turn on the Japanese VO or something. No. <laughs> hey, can someone fix my voice meter? It's all my I'm all balanced wrong. Uh. Yeah. But uh, if you, the best part is, I don't know if they have, they may have a gift. Oh yes. Okay, hold on. Just oh shit. Yes. There's so on the Steam page, they have some of the the gifts of the the combat, but one of the animations because it doesn't take itself seriously. This game. One of the animations when you go to heal up, or uh, I think it's like when you go to power up your uh, knight, you like explode out of it's like an over the top animation, like you explode out of earth and you're like, oh, you're like in space. It's that kind of shit. It's, it's right. very, very silly and fun. So expect that. Also, the very last thing is a girl in tentacles. So, like, also expect that too. I I will say the developers have shown me their sense of humor by ending their description of their entire game with you won't last five minutes playing this game, which is the best joke. Oh my God. That's so good. That's really funny. That is actually very funny. Uh, also, also, it just put you and I on blast that we have been to porn websites. So. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally yeah. on blast well, right fine. now. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Those yeah. pop-up ads are everywhere. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I saw on Facebook. I think I was looking at a. Oh yeah, I was, a, I yeah, was yeah. researching Bibles. <laughs> 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 oh, speaking of visual novels, though, have any of y'all played uh, the Great Ace Attorney, as in the prequel one? The one from ye olds Japan. No, what? because mm -mm. no, because I I really wanted to like replay the older Ace Attorney games, mm -hmm. and I haven't done it yet. So I was like, I don't want to play the newer ones. But I guess yeah, this one takes place so long ago. 
I will say you'll appreciate it more if you've played the other ones first, okay. at least because like some of the themes that go through are reflected in the prequel and that's kind of like they nod to it in the past. So there's been a fan translation of it that was like a couple months ago or whatever. They make some language choices I don't agree with here and there, but like on the whole, the game is so good. Like the story is fantastic. The characters are wonderful. The animations in it, exceptional. For those of you who don't know, there's uh, a prequel to the Phoenix Wright games that was never released in America because they were like, probably because there's so much Sherlock Holmes stuff in it, honestly. And that estate is like notoriously litigious. And like some of the cases are kind of just Sherlock Holmes stories, almost one-to-one. -one. Like there's a lot of elements shared between them. Uh, but yeah, no, there's a translation patch out for that and you can run it on, you know, any kind of 3DS that you can patch stuff with, but super good. If you haven't experienced it, it's, it's a lot of the same themes you'd like from Phoenix Wright. The characters are, the characters are just so good. That's the big thing. I can't really say too much more other than if you like the characters in Phoenix Wright, that writer is on this game too. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my God, those two, Pat Amazing. and Rolla. Oh. oh my God. That scene alone makes me want to play it. Oh, these ding-dongs. This lady who's just in love with her sleepy cop husband. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i want in this world is just someone who loves me as much as her and i can also be a sleepy cop yeah just be like oh, who doesn't want to be so a sleepy tired. cop uh, yeah that's yeah, like a great job it's the great ace attorney if you're trying to look up information on it in uh in english is the easy way to find it hmm. amazing the music also is incredible the music is really fascinating because it like they actually do full like uh like symphonies and orchestras and all that stuff which isn't the usual for the phoenix Wright games like even up through like apollo justice and stuff when they were on the 3ds they still weren't doing those they're still doing like mostly chiptune based stuff they really went back to basics started over did it with all the symphonic and orchestra stuff and it works really well like it's its own soundtrack but it still evokes phoenix Wright pretty heavily mm. super recommend this looks super cute i will play it but that means I have to redo the old race attorney. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I do love them. I just haven't played them since college. Yeah, I had never touched them. And then the remastered attorney or uh, trilogy came out this year. And I just oh, burned yeah. through all three of them in one shot. And what is that? Oh, on? they're so good. Yeah, it's on. Uh, I played it on Steam. I think it's also on Switch, I want to say. It's on say. Switch. I'll do that. It'll be my yeah. falling asleep game. <laughs> <laughs> the remastered art is really nice too. Like they, they did a pretty good job going through everything. It looks good. Sick. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. This is doable. We can do yeah, this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Video games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only other thing that I would have to talk about is I, um, I, I beat Blasphemous. You what have does to, that mean? What do you mean? What does that mean? I beat. What does that mean? It, it means that it's like, it's like a typical Metroidvania game, right? Where you can get to the end, you can beat the boss and see an ending, but it's like, ah, uh, but you had to do X, Y, and Z, or you had to explore more of the map or you had to whatever in order to actually gotcha. get the ending. So I've been trying to 100% it, but it's difficult. <laughs> I'm at like 90 something percent and I'm kind of like, I'll just look up what the actual ending is. Uh, but it's a that's a that wound up being a really fun game as well. It's just like a beautifully grotesque Metroidvania game. Yeah, it wound up being really fun. Still unsettling. Um, very unsettling at times. I like yeah. it though. I do too. Yeah, I I wound up really enjoying it. So 
Um, yeah. Just wanted to say I beat it, kind of. <laughs> I've been much better about beating games recently. I'm very proud of myself. Should be. I, uh, unfortunately for me, I'm still playing far too many hours of Total War Three Kingdoms. Fine. Uh, I can't stop. I, this I, is I, why Alex was like, you have time. You have time to spend on Dragon Quest. Yeah, but like, <laughs> it's the end of the day and it's like, I'm winding down. I'm listening to music and I'm like playing through it. And I have to focus on a story because I know that the story's never going to change. Sure, and I just, I'm fair. trying like new things. I, I, there's an achievement on Steam that's like, make 11 of the strongest horse units. And I'm like, I can do this. It has been the greatest challenge of my life because they're so <laughs> fucking expensive. And they're like, you think, oh, like horses with armor and shit, this should be good. Not really. They constantly yes, are just getting shot with arrows. So I'm like, yeah. it sucks. And so then you have to, only the red guys who are like the horsemen leaders, only they can have these units in their armies. So I have to farm those. It's a, it's a hassle. Meanwhile, though, I have the emperor as my like person. I have him captive in my capital. And so everyone has to bow before me. So I'm doing very well. I just, mm. the achievement aspect of this is not like, you know, I'm having a good time. The whole thing is, is just super fun. Uh, but I will say that it is a giant, I, I can't, it, these games like clockwork, the next Civ game that comes out or the next Total War, I will just be like, all right, yeah. I'll play a little bit of this and then I will play it for months and not cause it's like the most engaging in the world. It's literally, I can shut my brain off cause I get the mechanics and I just mm -hmm. like listen to music and for two or so hours at night, just sit there just like, cool. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yep. And just zone out. And it's, oh man, sometimes I love just shutting down. <laughs> I know people are all about like talking and, and sharing their feelings, but sometimes <laughs> I just want to like, just be alone and play a game and not talk to another soul and listen to i found a uh a spotify playlist that's like the the top something songs of the last 20 years and i'm just like going through it just living my past and just having a great time <laughs> then like clicking things i like and making my own spotify playlist of like jesse's jams so i'm mm. having a, i'm having a good ass time <laughs> i'm having a good it's great and y'all are just on a, you're, you're on a different level of enjoying more than one game. But me, I'm in my one game and I'm having a good ass time. Jesse, have you ever seen the original board game version of Europa Universalis? I have, <laughs> and it is a lot. Yeah, I, I was part of a play session and I lasted four hours and then was like, guys, I'm sorry, I can't, the bookkeeping on it. When you realize the amount of stuff that goes on behind the scenes in those games, when you have to do it manually, here's, it's here's, bad. <laughs> here's all I'll say. Dodger, oh my God. Jenna, were you there for this? When we were at, uh, maybe it was Dragon Con. Sorry, I was when, giving feedback on the Twitch deck. <laughs> oh, no, when, uh, yes? when we all sat down to play the uh, Game of Thrones board game. Oh my gosh, right. yes. We it took never us got two hours to go through instructions, <laughs> and we still couldn't. We were like, "Let's not play this game." That's that's the same thing. It's the same concept where it's like, I just want to be like the Tyrells, and like I have all the wheat, right? And it's like, no, there's actually right. a thirty point uh, plan for your. It's what the hell? Board games are not supposed to be like that. I can't. Yeah. It's too much. 
I could enjoy a little bit of spreadsheet work and a little bit of number crunching. You know, I like rolling a dice and looking at a table once in a while, but when that's all the game is at some point, I'm out. Well, that's, <laughs> I'm too that's, dumb. That's the problem that I have with Eve. It's like just part of me really wants to be in that world and experience how effing insane it can be at some points. But the rest of the time it's like, well, I got a number crunch and plan out my mining operation. It's like, that sounds like a job. I don't want to do that. That sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. But I also really want to be involved when it's like the alpha sector has invaded Doris Prime. And then like it triggered an intergalactic war. And I'm like, that sounds so fucking cool. But um, yeah, that happens like once a year. And then it's everyone talks about it for three days and then they go back to not caring about Eve. Affecting the world is cool in Eve, but yeah, I it's been way too long since I've been into Eve. Uh, I prefer to play simpler games like uh, the KFC marketing simulator anime waifu. Oh, yeah, game. how is that? Uh, I beat it. <laughs> I love you, be Colonel Sanders. I beat it. What happens um, when you beat that game? If they don't right? give you like a free chicken sandwich, I it's disappointing. The the ending was kind of ridiculous. I'm just going to put the beginning trailer up on the screen for you guys because it's ridiculous. There is a corgi. There is a corgi. Um, <laughs> it's just... You know what? It is the most... on screen, can we take a minute to talk about, like, I'm kind of all for... Actually, maybe I'm not all for this. Maybe it's because we're very susceptible to marketing. But, like, right. part of me is like, oh, I love that Arby's does, like, tweets about video games when they come out or, or <laughs> like I the, the that, cardboard pictures yeah, yeah. i like, love I, those those are so cool yeah i love that wendy's made it like a tabletop rpg like i love that case here's the problem it also is kind of pandering bull like it's kind it's of it's extremely like just pandering bullshit yeah like absolutely yeah. like it's it, super fun but it's also just like hey gamers you don't eat real food. Go through our drive through real quick so you can get back and get your game on, nerds. Like, that's what it feels yeah. like deep down. But I'm like, oh, that's super fun. They did this. That's nice. But also, like, we're more than just, like, Big Mac machines. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, <laughs> somebody know. somebody did a good thread. I wonder if I can find it. Somebody did a good thread that was like, hey, I know that all of these big companies that uh, do really questionable, potentially horrible things are making uh, fun games about food. Here are lots of other fun games about food made by indie developers and had like a like a big thread of like good food games that aren't by a corporation. Oh, Shout out to Cook Serve Delicious one. Yeah, for the Senra Kagura cooking game is also very good if you like boobs and cooking. <laughs> and who doesn't? Let's be real. Who yeah. doesn't? Who doesn't? Uh, overcooked, phenomenal game about cooking, and oh, also losing friends. Amazing. It yeah. could yeah. also wreck your marriage or any other friendship that you may or may not have. I mean. <laughs> it's all part of being a chef. If I've learned anything from Anthony Bourdain's life, it's all part of it. It's just it, behind the scenes, it's crazy. I will say, in all of my jobs, I don't think sh I think short order cooking had the most confusing outbursts, where people just got very angry out of nowhere. I believe that. You know. Yeah. So I I I love you, Colonel Sanders. Is obviously a, a marketing ploy for one, naturally. Yes. Uh. You are an aspiring chef, so you're a student at, I want to say it's some, something like American Culinary Cooking School for blah, blah, blah. It's this, it's this ridiculously okay. long name. Like, 100%. They are go they know us. Right. Someone was very, very clever in the writing. It's like they, they knew exactly how to get us. And but you, you do have options. There are fail states. There are even boss battles. Actually, let me, let me 
equal to a boss battle here because it's so Pokemon, it's ridiculous. Um, I Can I just point out, that girl in the green <laughs> hair, I think I'm like really in love with that girl, but carry on. Oh, she's your best friend, by the way. Um, yeah, they, she they, is. <laughs> they uh, make it... I mean, even even an oven is one of the people that you can... I mean, you can't really romance anyone except for Colonel Sanders. I don't believe. I haven't really tried. But I, I actually... Mean, why? Why bother? Why, yeah. But um, an oven is personified, and your best friend falls in love with an oven for crying out loud. Uh, there are interesting moments. Like, this is the presentation... It's it's very shokugeki like you know you're you're in battle arena you're all facing each other to cook these things, and they present a dish on the side of a battle axe which is amazing so it's just <laughs> it's difficult to explain this game it's just ridiculous okay here is a boss battle uh, they make heavy use of the fact that sporks are the optimal oh. utensil right obviously yeah. Uh, you don't really have very many options as far as attack or defense. The ones that you do are very meme -y and it was interesting to play on screen, <laughs> on, on stream for everyone. Um, it's not VO'd, so of course I did the VO for absolutely right, everyone, mm. which <laughs> wrecked my <laughs> voice. Yep. But yes, Potpie Power chicken. Pinch does 10 damage, Spork Monster is defeated. Uh... It, <laughs> In the end, yeah, obviously you can only really romance Colonel Sanders, but it very much skirts on the whole. You will never end up with Colonel Sanders. You may be able to help him expand his franchise empire, but that's kind of, <laughs> you never really, can you I don't. tell you my favorite yeah. part about what you just said? My favorite part about what you just said <laughs> is I know for a fact that the devs this game we're like, oh, it's a dating sim. So at the end, you win Colonel Sanders' hearts. And there was like a legal team that was like, actually, we would be uncomfortable if you won the heart and affections <laughs> of Colonel Sanders because the Sanders corporate, like the Sanders family would not be okay with you romancing <laughs> the progenitor of this friend. Like, you know for a fact they had that conversation. <laughs> and that's hilarious. That's amazing. That, that definitely happened. Oh, no, you can't it. date the anime personification of yes, our like, ancient relative. <laughs> our shareholders would be uncomfortable if you could date the the deceased anime person. <laughs> like, we'd be uncomfortable with that. That definitely happened. 100%. They go through every menu item as well. Um, they. Oh, gosh. Actually, I have to show this. One second. Come on. Don't buffer. Don't buffer. Don't buffer. There are timed challenges where they ask you certain things. Um like what is the boiling point of water and you have to like select it within a certain period of time otherwise there is actually a fail state is it I, in fahrenheit or celsius it's in celsius actually i think they have two options one is in fahrenheit one is and two of them are in celsius so they did just so mess with our minds mode, oh yeah yeah extreme yeah. extreme hard <laughs> mode um i was very shocked that there was a fail state if i'm honest I was I was very shocked that it existed. Also, green hair girl is literally ridiculous too. Um, <laughs> there's so many crazy things. They go through every single menu item. Like I could smell a pot pie from a million yards away. You as the chef slash student create uh, certain things that complement something that Colonel Sanders also made in the kitchen, like mashed potatoes, but also gravy. And it's just. It is the most tropey game ever, but it was actually kind of fun playing through it. I'm not going to lie. The marketing team, I feel, was pretty clever in this one, but I, now I just really want to show Geki 
food wars game. I, I need that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get the food to date, basically. Well, the food looks really good in the game, not gonna lie, but it, some of it's really messed up. <laughs> okay, the one on screen right now is yeah, pretty yeah. good. <laughs> it looks good. Secret honeycomb. Yum, I yum. need that. <laughs> Internalize the rage you feel. That is the option you have to pick. If you pick the other one, you instantly fail the game. What? Yeah. That, that. <sighs> I can't even explain this game. I can't even pitch this game to you guys because it's just, it is so ridiculous. How do you fail to properly date the Kentucky Fried Chicken Corporation? <laughs> That's really what this is. If there ever Video was games are beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone was ever like, I don't know if corporations are people, just like point this game at them and be like, oh, you're dating a corporation in this. Like you are definitely 100% in love with the corporation. Corporations really want you to think they're people is what that means. Yeah, that's yeah, what they really yeah. want it. Yeah. <laughs> you even have an internal mon uh, dialogue with yourself as well, which is just bad. <laughs> it's poorly The internal dialogue is written more meme than the, the actual uh, interactions are with the characters. But the character design, you could tell that took effort. Some of the... The fact that they go through every menu item, I thought that was cleverly done. It was still pander, but st mm. a dog's rage face is actually the thing that makes the entire thing worthwhile is a corgi with a chef's <laughs> hat. And he is, he's the instructor, by the way. He's the one who teaches the class, is the corgi. His name is Sparkles, or Sprinkles. Sprinkles is his name. How does uh, you do? Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it had everything. It had uh, a, an anim anime husbando personified colonel and uh monsters with sporks and green-haired anime girl best friend i i don't know it's just something about it was kind of okay kind of okay but it's short and it's free to play anyway so it's not like you're wasting money hmm uh um, yo Oh, I was going to yes. say, like, are we going to get, like, down and funky with this Blizzard stuff? Are we talking about this? Hearthstone stuff? If you want to get into it, sure. Let's are we, do are it. we talking about this? We're not, <laughs> really. not we, can't, we can't be a video game podcast and, and not, not talk, talk about, about the that's thing fair. that's tre number one trending in the United States. Y yeah, the thing that's actually topping regular news right now yeah, as well. We can't, yeah. we can't not talk about this. As a person that isn't, like, a huge blizzard person i don't feel quite as betrayed as i think a lot of people do but i understand why it's yeah sorry if I mean, if any of you guys want to like explain what happened i won't be very good at that but well it's it's i don't think it has to do with like i mean i'm a huge blizzard fanboy but you can still be a fan of a product and not a fan of the corporation that For is sure. like and so basically i'm sure as everyone knows right now there is a lot of protesting and violence and uh, the associated insanity in Hong Kong. And mm -hmm. it relates to Hong Kong keeping its uh, sovereignty and independence from China, mainland China, um, and the government there, which I'm sure a lot of people, uh, I will just simply say Google is probably your best friend on this. We're not gonna spend all day giving you a history lesson of the last hundred some years. Needless to say, um, it is a very tense and crazy topic and that a lot of people, especially people in Hong Kong, are very passionate about, like, we want 
to not be under your rule. Thanks. Um, And so uh, at this uh, event, uh, one of the Hearthstone players uh, basically was like, yo, Hong Kong, liberty, you know, freedom from... To be clear, he put on a gas mask and was Um, screaming during that. And that's, I mean, that's sort of a symbolism thing, yeah. Going back a little bit, Hong Kong in the last, I don't know, week made an announcement because protesters were wearing masks to hide themselves from the government so they wouldn't be identified and then, like, taken. Um, They had masks on as this sort of, like, you can't identify us. So the government was like, masks are forbidden. And so what he did was put a mask on as sort of like an mm-hmm. fu to them and then was like i'm you know freedom for hong kong this kind of stuff mm-hmm. um the two casters who were interviewing like hid under their mind you literally hide you. under the desk jesse <laughs> yeah. is not being hyperbolic they, 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 no, no, they no, that's exactly yeah like it is uh, they're scared, question, clearly <laughs> I, I don't know the the specifics but are all three of the people featured in this are they chinese of chinese descent Oh, I don't know. Not sure if they're not actually. Uh, needless to say, um, all all three of them, like the the guy saying like you know freedom for Hong Kong, and the two casters, all three were terminated by Blizzard. Mm-hmm. So the casters were fired. Um, the guy who won and put on the mask and said the stuff, uh, he did not get the reward. He was banned from future events, like everything. The event was in Taiwan. Here's the thing. Also, for people who do not know uh, Asian politics, the uh, Taiwanese-Chinese relationship is also a mess, a crazy mess. Mm -hmm. So I can also understand that this being said in Taiwan is also another issue that is like, look, China is, is in a lot of crazy shit with Taiwan and a lot of crazy shit with Hong Kong. Both of those are huge issues for mainland China because it goes to authority and the power of the government. And then look again, Google it. It's history stuff. And while I could talk all damn day about it, that's not what we're here for. We're here talking about Blizzard. So what Blizzard did is they straight up got rid of all three. Um, And uh, what ended up happening is that the, you know, internet community responded how you would imagine, which was like, ban or boycott blizzard basically yeah yeah um this goes back to the fact that i believe tencent which is a chinese company that also is a little run by the chinese government um owns like 4.9 percent of shares in blizzard yeah 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 how much how much do they have 4.9 percent yeah close enough to five percent yeah yeah they're like five percent of the shares in blizzard so they can make they can be like hey fix this um or or even darker maybe blizzard did it because they didn't want to deal with that i don't know but honestly that's that's how it read to me was like they would rather take this pr hit than possibly like have a huge dock in money Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and this goes to at the exact same time this is going on there's some shit in the nba regarding Mm -hmm. china there Mm -hmm. is uh tiffany and co had some issues regarding like I was reading about that, yeah. The Tiffany & Co. Like, one's wild, too, because yeah. what that one was, was it was a picture that was taken back in May of a model just with, like, her hand covering her right eye or something like that. And 
in the time between now and May, that has become a symbol of the, you know, the, the group or whatever. And so the Chinese government like demanded they take down this old photo from the Tiffany and Co. website. And of course they immediately another, did it. Another example that's much smaller, but I think is is crazy. There was a game on Steam. I think it was called Deception or something. Yeah, I like played it, through it and then they removed it. It was a horror game, right? Oh, that's it was right. Mm -hmm. We talked about that yeah. on, on Yeah, Coffee and there yeah. was one picture of Winnie the Pooh. And because <laughs> in, was it Devotion? Whatever the game was called, there's one picture of Winnie the Pooh. And in China, it, Winnie the Pooh is used to mock their, like, president. And so, so it was, banned. Ban they banned the game. And because the game got banned in China, literally Steam took it down. You can China no longer get it on Steam. For anybody who doesn't know, China is a huge market for the West in basically every area. Um, gaming, definitely. So for Blizzard, it's not, I'm not saying that like, that Blizzard was worried specifically about Tencent. It's, it would be Tencent as well as huge docks and sales from mm. Chinese right. people. Because what could happen is then instead of them being like, oh, we fired three people, the alternate outcome could be china cancels hearthstone from existing in like the chinese mm -hmm. internet is like its own thing right there's mm -hmm. there's so much there that there's a lot of fear because china control like the wealth of china around the world and where they spend it the, like spoilers gang the chinese government owns a lot of the united states government's debt like that yeah. kind of thing yeah. where they're they're very very rich and they can like throw the money out and so yeah. There's a lot there that is, you know, it's it's both dangerous, but also like, you know, for corporations kind of just, you know, sometimes you have to, to think of more than your shareholders. So mm. yeah. what I'll simply say is, is that it pissed the internet off and rightly so. And uh, I think the big thing here is that it's 1000% in Blizzard's court, it's talking about them specifically, because I'm no dummy, but, um, as a person who's dealt with crazy shit at conventions, let me just tell you, uh, BlizzCon is less than a month away, and there's a lot of Q&As and a lot of, like, open oh mic gosh. things. Oh, yeah. And they are setting themselves yeah. up to be roasted if they don't deal with this now. If you think Diablo like, Immortal was a thing, <laughs> you just wait. That's what I'm saying. If they don't, if they don't address it immediately, yeah. I will say the one amazing thing that I think did happen is someone posted a photo uh, for those of you who've never been to Blizzard or have never been to their campus, there is a big picture of an orc, or not picture, like a statue of an orc riding on on a, a I was about to say Worgen, but uh, whatever. A dire know, wolf kind of thing. Yeah, yeah a dire wolf of some sort. And um, around it is all these points of like what Blizzard is about. And it's like global community and like everyone has a voice and like that kind of thing. It's their tenants. Yep, yep. Yeah, someone went out there, some Blizzard employee went out there and covered those up. Damn. Which I was like, mm -hmm. and then took photos and I was like, hell yes, like that shit's dope. So obviously let's be real. You can shit on company Blizzard all you want, but like leave employees. Most of these employees at Blizzard are low people and the like importance rung. Um, yeah. And most of the people that made decisions like this I don't know if they were even part of the U.S. branch of Blizzard, right? Mm -hmm. Blizzard is a massive company now. It's Activision's in charge of it as well. Like, there's so many layers here that yeah. as, as much as you want to, like, 
shout at Taryn Gregory and be like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> he's not the person you should be angry with. I just make the cinematics. Yeah, I'm, pretty sure he had no, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, Lore or, or, like, any of the people who are, they had nothing to do with it, right? It wasn't yeah. a thing that they did. Right. But the company, <laughs> the overall company, you need, like, you know, it's one of those freedom of speech things. It was a dude at a tournament. Mm -hmm. You know, if you stand for, if your tenants are literally like we're, we think globally and we think like everyone should be able to say what they want, then Back you it know, up. It doesn't yeah. <laughs> and, and this we're isn't the first time about like fighting the man and freedom. Like, yes. <laughs> oh God, it's like when I play Watch Dogs 2 and go to sleep, <laughs> just immediately just turn it on and yeah, pass I mean, out. They, <laughs> the, the whole point of Overwatch is the, like, Look, even in our like darkest timeline future, it's still like a beautiful, wonderful world. We have all like, you know, you can't make a game like that and then be like, silence the opposition. <laughs> like that shit's crazy. Right. And, and I mean, the thing is, this is just like it's a company and a capitalist system, and by nature of the way that works, they're going to lean towards an authoritarian regime if they value capitalist rewards over the people, which is what they're doing here. Yep. So. Hopefully they'll turn it around. They'll care about their community over their money and uh, we'll get some players back in and who knows, maybe they'll have a gas mask only tournament. <laughs> well, and that's, I think that's the big takeaway, especially from like, if you look at the NBA stuff, I, I haven't uh, seen anything from Tiffany and co. I imagine they don't need to like, they're diamonds. They don't need to kiss anyone's ass, but yeah. the NBA, a lot of the coaches, I've seen people like come out and be like, nah, F this. Like, and I think that's all. And I think the same thing with, blizzard where you have people going and like covering up the like those statements of of vocalizing yourself and being like i'm not okay with this as an employee of this i think are dope and i'm glad there are people who are willing to say stuff because this goes back to when i was a teacher man i would always tell my students like speak truth to power constantly so like mm. if i say anything or the principal like get after his ass if they do anything that you're like i know it seems like you shouldn't but that's like life. You have to always do that. Or people like walk all over you because they think they can. So by all means, definitely 100%. I will always, I'm a huge Blizzard fanboy, but when they do something stupid, I'll be like, that was dumb, y'all. That was dumb. So yeah. uh, Look at silencing civil unrest. You kind of got to be like, okay, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay in your lane. <laughs> it not only goes against your company tenants, it goes against the nation that we're in like the whole point yeah. is you're allowed to like complain yeah. about stuff if you want to and so mm -hmm. uh yeah i think that's why um if people if you're watching the the strife and unrest in hong kong and you're like it's weird that we don't see a lot more of this it again it goes back to corporate interests versus the interests of like yep. people companies and like media and everyone they always have to be like all right where's the fine line we walk with this because it's not our problem, but it super is. It's like that kind of thing. So welcome to the world. It's complicated as shit. And uh, this is just another example of how ridiculously complicated it is. And sometimes you have to speak your mind, even if you love a company to death and you're like, I just want you, I just want you to make good games, y'all. I don't want you to like get involved in shit. Now I gotta go to BlizzCon and be worried that the entire time's gonna be ruined because they're like, no Q and A's, no talking. <laughs> Like just no, no open talking. mic. <laughs> just come out and be like, yo, that was like we screwed the pooch on this one. Like just do something nice real quick. Like, come on, guys, yeah. this is make this right. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, give me flashbacks to what was it, like two thousand eight, two thousand nine when uh 
what was they were handing over to another Chinese company, and WoW was down for three weeks, and there was just so so many people coming out of the woodwork. Well, just pfft. let me just say, if you this is a great example using WoW, uh, the power and control of the Chinese market, which is huge, and also the the government there. If you play World of Warcraft as an undead character in China. You don't see any bones nope. because it's just, like bones don't exist. Right. Uh, and blood is black. Game. It's not red. Like they don't, you don't do red blood. Nope. It's not blood. Yeah. <laughs> when you die, there's a tombstone instead of a skeleton. Uh, like they changed the game. It's sandbags instead of bones. Nation. That's how powerful China's like market is. That's why you see more and more movies, like especially Transformers and shit, where it's like somehow they're in China now. And you're like, wait, what? Right. And it's because it's, you know, that's, that market is where most stuff sell. It, it's, you know, it's just the future. This is why I love those cyberpunky Blade Runner stuff where, for some reason, it's like, Everyone oh, we all Mandarin. speak Cantonese now or Mandarin. <laughs> yep. It seems like that's the way things will go. But that's because they're the biggest market in the world. So, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, like, I remember for a while there, too, speaking of, like, to, to give people an idea of, like, no, really, the Chinese market is massive. Like, right. for a while there, people were like, oh, Fortnite's taken over, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds falling behind or everything. And, like, so I actually went and looked into it. The mobile numbers for PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds in, like, Russia and some of the Asian regions are unbelievable. Like, absolutely floored me. I was like... I didn't realize, like, I knew they, they would have, like, some community, but I didn't realize it was like, no, this is, like, a thing here. This is a force. It's, yeah. Well, and I think, I think this goes back to us being just, like, being very Western-centric. Mm -hmm. I think we don't realize that the vast majority of the world, their things they do are mostly on the phone. Facebook is mostly the internet for people. Most people don't like internet. They Facebook. And mobile games are the only games people have in the vast majority of the world. And let's be real, most Western countries are not like majority population. Like China and India alone are, are almost a half of the people on planet Earth. So like this is, you know, it's all money and it's all get, getting your brain. It sucks, but that's like reality. Oh man, I was talking to a, a buddy of mine's younger brother. And just like mentioned something about Twitter. And I was like, oh, yeah, do you have a Twitter? They're like, oh, no, man, that site's miserable. I just go to Instagram. And I instantly was <laughs> so jealous. <laughs> I've never been more jealous of anyone than when they said, we don't use Twitter. I'm like, how can I be you? I, I hung out with a guy at TwitchCon and he was like, I was like, I was like, oh, my God, what's your Twitter? I'll follow you. He's like, I don't use Twitter. And I was like, <gasps> teach me. Yeah. yeah, when I moved to Korea, that was all it was. Like nobody uses Twitter, everybody uses Instagram or Facebook. It shocked me. One of the same now, really, right? <laughs> well, yeah, they do own each other now. So, like when I do all my marketing stuff, I buy ads on Facebook. It automatically carries over to Instagram. It's pretty seamless. It's really scary, actually, <laughs> just how much power yeah. they have. Oh my god. <laughs> I uh, shout out to the person in chat who clearly saw this past last week tonight where they talked about China having 33 or 34 million more men than women uh, because the one child policy again, yo, go Google China, learn about its history as a person who loves the three kingdoms period. I love China and, and like the story of it. I don't think the current version of China is all that great for right. uh, people's liberties people. and stuff, but like, yeah, 
but I think that it's a fascinating country and it's it's crazy to learn about. And yeah, go go check out the one child policy and now the two child policy, which is equally as bad. But um, yeah, there's now just way more men, which again goes back to like your dudes. There's no women around. There's like, you know, what are you gonna do? You're just you're you know playing games. That's really it's crazy. But that's what it is, and that's why the it's a huge market. I don't know, man. It's it's I I understand from a corporation point of view why they were like money is involved. We have to we have to nip this one. We have to we have to really end this before it becomes big. But as a human humanitarian view, wrong call. Just like mm-hmm. the worst call you could have made. Just say there was there should have been some of the room that was like, question: If we do this, <laughs> is it going to make people angry? And I feel like most corporations don't have that person. <laughs> like yeah. every corporation needs a guy who's like devil's advocate what if we don't do this well that guy gets fired is the problem yeah, every time, <laughs> yeah, every time which, is, which is messed up because i think everyone yeah. needs to have a person that's like this is a terrible guys this is a terrible mm-hmm. idea yeah and this one in particular too because like part of the reasoning they put for it is they're like in our rules it says you know not to have any that we won't have any political you know statements or impact or anything and we're just trying to stay apolitical in the whole thing and it's like Silencing a dissenter to uh, you know authoritarian regime isn't exactly a political. That is, (laughs) that's what Rush was talking about in that damn song. Like, if you don't make a choice, you've still made a choice. That's what that shit's about, right? That is like if you if you don't stand up to something oppressive, you're making a choice to side with the oppressor. That's like how that works, y'all. That's basic philosophy. Come on, now that's one on one (laughs) level shit. Get on this game. The legalese behind it was. Oh, I'm sorry, Jesse. Go ahead. No, by all means, go. Oh, no, I was just um, going to cite the policy that they decided to enact here. Because, I mean, they will, of course, have a legal leg to stand on with this. But the verbiage is interesting. Engaging in any act that in Blizzard's sole discretion brings you into public disrepute. Offends I don't a portion. Know, man, that's pretty public repute for me. I'm yeah. all about this guy. Who, yeah. where, how do I send this guy a hundred dollars? How do I get this right. man a pizza? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy is if we all my just man. Send him a now. few bucks. He basically got the prize money. So. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing that's crazy: is is the legalese is that of which public, right? Like mm. which. Who exactly. is the one who decides this? It says right? in Blizzard's sole discretion. So there you go. But mm-hmm. but it's saying in Blizzard's oh. sole discretion for what was the last part like the it's, public good or whatever yeah like, um, which public, public disrepute yeah, in, yeah. En- <laughs> engaging in any act in that in Blizzard's sole discretion brings you into public disrepute offends a portion or group of the public or otherwise damages Blizzard image will result in yada 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 um, but this was all under the heading for Hearthstone Grandmasters official Look. competition rules look so. as someone who has offended the public and been like yelled at by Blizzard. <laughs> Trust me on this one. I get it. They're allowed to do it. They're a company. They're allowed to do what they want. And they can fire whoever they want, and they and that's fine. But in this case, what they've done is not just fire a person. They've made a statement as a company that they support something over something else. Mm-hmm. And that is just as bad as this dude saying on their stream, you know, freedom for Hong Kong. Like, that's – if they're complaining about it, they've now done the exact same thing he just did. Which is, mm-hmm. they're in the wrong. Like, there is no, oh, well, we can legalize our way out of this. They're just in the wrong. Oh, yeah. And it now falls on them to write this somehow. Good, good, good luck. I don't know it, how. But it's their job now to do that. 
this almost feels like something too that could have happened 10 15 years ago and no one would have heard about it it would have just been sure. a completely underground and i feel like that's almost how blizzard tried to handle it right like they're just kind of like get everyone involved out the door put out a tiny statement don't say too much walk away like that's how they, it seems like they're handling it right now which is yeah. They even deleted the Twitch VOD. They're like, no, it won't even exist. For real? Yeah, they deleted the Twitch VOD. There's like, cool. they're trying to erase all evidence. I'm sorry, it's the internet. <laughs> I love revisionism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. I think, I think it's good that Blizzard went radio silent because it means one thing. They're embarrassed. That's, what, that's the only thing. It isn't like they're radio silent because they're like, the whole, we're waiting for it to blow over, all that shit, like that's embarrassment. They as a mm -hmm. company know they screwed up and there's nothing they can say. And so my hope is when they finally say something, what they say is like, we really fucked up, y'all. Like, I'd be fine if that was the press release. Look, we fucked up. Chris Metzen. Like, even though he doesn't work there. That's <laughs> because he hasn't worked there yet. We got to get Chris in here. He'll fix everything. <laughs> also, this goes back. This goes back to like my whole thing. Blizzard needs a face. They don't have anyone to come out. Like, there's no one at Everyone's right gone now. now. Who can come out and be like, I, as the voice of Blizzard, apologize for this. And people will be like, right. you know, because Chris Metzen said so, we know it's on the up and up. Like, there is none of that, right? It would be one person from probably one department would come out, say a thing, and we'd be like, I bet it was paid to do that. Like, like forced to do that. Like, you know, there's no, there's no, uh, like, beacon of integrity there right now. And we need that at that company. So, I don't know. We'll see, but they really need to have someone, someone yeah. be like. Because I'm remembering back to like watching like old Hearthstone reveals and seeing some like kind of bad news, but then Ben Brode just laughed over it yes. so hard that everyone was kind of like, ah, Ben. <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, you. Yeah. There was a time where every single franchise had its face, and at the top was Metzen, who would be like, I'm going to scream really loud. I'm really excited to be here. And you're like, I'm excited to be here now too for some reason. And that was <laughs> like, that was how they put on all those shows they did so well for so long and i think right now there's you know maybe one or two people but they're only in their like you know the little zone there's mm. no head and there's no one who's constantly even the people who are in charge now most of them are people i've never heard of jay allen brack is the only person i know in the top echelon that i'm like oh yeah okay but like most of the, the CEOs, and all, I'm like, who the hell are these people? I've never heard right. of this person. And, and a lot of times when you think back and like think over all the different companies that like, you know, gamers have opinions on, generally like the ones they speak positively of are the ones with those faces at the helm. And the ones that are negative are the ones that are these monolithic mega corporations, you know, that are split across like, you know, one office in Canada, one office in France, one over here, one here, that kind of thing. So, because then yeah. there's no character for it and that's why you know like one of the reasons people get so upset with let's say for example ubisoft you know like they don't have anyone like that right now they've tried a couple times too i think yeah. um yeah i don't want to get like crazy political but i just w did want to say that this one statement that was put out by a certain uh government uh um, person <laughs> yes. in office like i don't want to ever you know bring it up politically but i love the quote no American company should censor calls for freedom to make a quick buck. I love that quote. Ron mm. Wyden said that. Yes, he is a Democrat. Not saying one, one thing or the other, but I just, <laughs> I love that quote. I love that it came out it's, as, it's in response true, to this. It is like, very true. And it shouldn't be, it should be like a universalism, right? Where it's like, you should put people before making dollars, but that's not how humanity, like people, we're greedy as shit. Like, I get it. 
but like it should be the goal uh like treat people better than your pocketbook sometimes but whatever exactly well we have been running over a bit i'm so sorry guys uh let's go ahead and move to shout outs and i will crap all over ghost recon breakpoint next week um because <laughs> uh, that's a Great. that that's gonna take some time uh jesse what's coming up for you on your channel this week Yo, also uh, check right out now, the bayonetta can... video if you haven't yeah please go check out our uh gentlemen's gaming club bayonetta video it, it, it was super fun the next one's going to be Control, and I'm not saying the Threshold kids make an appearance, and there might be a certain person showing up, but I'm not even going to spoil that. That's going to be amazing. Uh, that's the next thing coming out of the pipeline, and uh, some more fun nonsense. I think uh, tomorrow, Chris and I are going to finish up uh, Cat Quest 2, and uh, I think on Thursday? Did we say Thursday or Friday, Dukes? What was our plan? Thursday. Thursday morning. Thursday, yeah. I, we're going to play uh, We Were Here Together, which is the follow-up to We Were Here 2, which you remember that game where you solve puzzles, but you can only see your part of the screen? Yeah. That is uh, what mm -hmm. we're going to play, so get ready for that. And just, you know, all, oh, Saturday, I'm at LA Comic Con. I have a panel at 5 p.m. It's myself, uh, our dear friend Davis, uh, TJ. We're doing a bunch of stuff about, like, nice. the YouTubes. So if you're in L.A. and you're going to Comic-Con and you want to come hang out and, and check us out, that would be lovely as well. That's it for me. That's awesome. Dukes, what you got coming up? Uh, we finished a bunch of the games that we were playing. I'm in uh, the new Celeste DLC, Chapter 9 stuff. Um, it's very difficult, but very puzzle-based, which is completely up my alley. So I'm really, really enjoying that. I've been playing that in the mornings on streams. Um, but we need a new evening game, so maybe we'll do Indivisible. That sounds super fun. And then, yeah, uh, Jesse and I are going to be doing We Were Here Together. Um, yeah, I just, you can find me at Dex Bonus on pretty much everything, and I stream six days a week now. And uh, sometimes I post pictures of my baby being cute, and that's basically what I got going on. So. <laughs> We're going to nickname you the new completionist. I feel like you're going back to all the other games and, and finishing them all one by one, <laughs> one at a time. Slay Spire, just look, keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> yeah, the new new Trine came out, right? Yes. I forgot yes. about well, that. Trine 4, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to try that as well. So, awesome. Yeah, that's me. Cool, cool. Uh, Ty, what do you got coming up on your channel? What's going Hello. on? Hi, I'm Ty Tuesday here at twitch.tv slash Ty Tuesday or chunguswalk.com. Both will get you there. Uh, I uh, am uh, going to be playing Indivisible here pretty shortly because uh, that looks fantastic. Uh, big thing coming up-ish, big-ish. Uh, I hit a sub goal a while ago, so uh, Saturday I'll be doing a 12-hour marathon from 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time to 11 p.m., so basically all day Saturday. Going to be playing 12 hours of Game Boy Advance games. If you have not seen how deep wow. the well goes in Game Boy Advance games, I cannot overstate. That sounds great. You, you don't understand. Like, Driver 3 had a Game Boy Advance port, and the lines literally can't draw straight. It's incredible. Like, the faster you go down the road, the center line starts just doing this the whole way up. It's unbelievable. So, yeah, hopefully follow me i'll see you there uh we've got a lot of good content play a lot of stuff there if you're interested in learning fighting games we do some of that there too uh love to see you there awesome awesome thank you again so much for filling in i know it was like really late notice so i really appreciate you coming on the show i know it's <laughs> no been problem. it's it's been like two or three years i think I'm since I we had you on <laughs> so it's always I take it back <laughs> 
Um, for me, I'm probably going to try and put a, l- a couple more hours into Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I am determined that this game needs a patch and it's going to get better. I just I feel like it's not going to get better. Just Wildlands 2.0. But uh, I might play some more of that on stream. Um, obviously, more WoW Classic on Horde side and Alliance side on the stream coming up. Um, I didn't have stream issues today for this podcast. Yay! Yay! <laughs> yeah. Congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> uh, just thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thanks to all of our hosts for being here. And uh, we will we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone! Bye! Bye. 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 Bye.